What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And a welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Your Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Your Lifestyle channel. You be in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you be in the Desert Storm Bunker. With every woman's fantasy, Mr. EWF, and the Notorious One, and also the whole effing show, Mr. No Trabajo, and Gregorio Greybeard, the Chocolate and Confucius, the Black Moses the Deliverer, the CEO Niggeroa Fixes Binds LLC, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed Best Edutainment here on YouTube, Mr. Third Leg Greg, ladies, the member, the leading member of the 52-point inspection and the presiding member of the Ten Toes Up gang. Also, Halftime Nasty Boy, all the nicknames, and also CGA, Seagot lot and the Ten Time Demonetized Champion of YouTube. Anyway, 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 we got a great show for you lined up today. And uh, we're going to get serious. Let's get serious. All right, man. Hey, can the spirit of fornication derail you as a man? Can the spirit of fornication derail you as a man, distract you from your path? Can it destroy your life? We're going to show you several stories of the spirit of fornication overtaking men and destroying a man's life. We're going to tell you about that later on today. We're also going to reveal an OnlyFans model who was shocked by who was, in fact, her biggest fan. I want you to see if you guys can uh, uh, guess the OnlyFans model. And OnlyFans model discovers who her biggest fan is on OnlyFans. Yes, we got that coming up. We also have You Can't Handle the Truth. We have a segment called You Can't Handle the Truth. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I'm going to give you two truths and a lie later on today, and I'm going to see if you can handle the truth. We're also going to have Straggle and Snickle Theater in a long, long doom and gloom CGA. But I must tell you, to support this show, please hit the thumb bu- thumbs up button. That will give you full support, and that will get this message across. I know people file in. They forget, you know, you're at work. You're putting your little earbuds in. You're ready to sniggle. Three and a half plus hours of entertainment and edutainment, the best on YouTube. But do me a favor. Pick your phone up. Turn that sum a bit sideways and strike that like button. And if you're a hater, I don't mind that you're here. Let the haters come in here. Yeah. Hey. Let the haters come in here. If you a hater, hit the dislike button. That would be great, too. That actually is a quarter like. Shout out to you. Also, also, to contribute to today's show and give your financial support to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund because a child is a terrible thing to alienate, uh, you can contribute to the, the show by doing what? Uh, dollar Sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Bimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. And I would be remiss to not remind you that it is indeed a very, very special day. Although we're going to talk about the spirit of fornication, we're going to talk about it in a real way. See, I'm not going to get on my pulpit and get up in here and be like, fornication bad. I'm good, you're bad. I'll never do that because I know a lot of people hear messages like that 
and you hear them from preachers and they get up there and prophetize on you and they'll sit up there and be like, I'm not a fornicator, fornicator bad. And they be out there clapping cheeks. All right. Him and Deacon clap cheeks be out there clapping mad cheeks. All right, they be pulling Jessica Hans out there. They be pulling Bishop Bishop Eddie Dong Long Dong Paws. All right, they be out here papping out young choir boys telling you not to fornicate. I'm a little fornicator myself. I mean, fornication is what it is. But we're going to talk about how it controls you and can destroy your life. That's what you want to avoid, the destruction of your life through the spirit of fornication because it is a real spirit. It is a real spirit. We're going to talk about how women. Hey, I'm going to just give you a little bit of a caveat. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the only way a woman can control you is through fornication. That's it. Once you develop a power over her that her spirit of fornication cannot control you, you're going to be able to have power over her. All right. You're going to have power over her. Yeah, you will. When you be, Listen, you're not a man until you can turn down sex. Adams 3.16 says, you're not a man until you can turn down sex. See, at some point in your life, getting sex is an achievement. But one of your, some of your biggest achievements will be turning down sex. Ah, oh, y'all not ready for this. Are y'all ready for this out here? What? Y'all ready for this? You ain't a man until you can turn down sex. And here's another caveat. The, some of the best things that you got going for your life today, you will know when you're on the right path when sex becomes easier. Mm-mm. I'm giving y'all too much too early. Y'all ready for this? I'm giving y'all too much er- too early. You will know you're on the path of righteousness for your own life when women give you sex easier. Yeah, the easier it is to get, the you know that, that, that you possibly on the path of self-discovery and righteousness. This is it. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you some hardcore truths. This is a lot of weak men do not understand this because they still evaluate their lives based on what they're a slave to, which is the punani, the peace leave. But you're not really truly a man until you can turn down sex. Oh, y'all did it ain't ready. Y'all ready for this? All right. You're on the right path when sex becomes easier. When sex from women, when women give you sex easy, that means you're on the right path of self-discovery. And uh, um, righteousness. Mm. Y'all ain't ready, Ninja. Y'all ain't ready. It's y'all too ready early. I gave y'all way too much too early. All right. And again, I'm not the one that say don't have it. But I'm going to tell you. All right. What controls you defines you. And if puss is what controls you. Oh. Mm. When women be like, hey, I want to come over and let you put your peen inside of me. You already know, Ninja, you got to turn her down more times than you accept that. If you can't turn it down, she got control over you. Oh, man. Shout out to y'all. Y'all ready for this? Hey, I'm going to give it to you right here. Pause. All right, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Uh, I think I got to do it live, too. I think I got it. Oh, I, I skipped something. I have to remind you that it is takeout. It is takeout Thursday, Ninja. Hey, man, it is takeout Thursday. And shout out to my Ling Lings out here. Let's give them a little bit of a run real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, these Ling Lings had the world pissed off this week. These Ling Lings, what is this? Cal State, Long Beach? I have no idea. But these fraternity sorority Ling Lings had the world pissed off. Bring it down, baby. Break it on down. Come on down that aisle. Yeah, they like, yes. Oh, ho, ho. They had the black sororities going crazy out here, boy. 
but I see nothing but goodness in here. I see nothing but goodness. And I'm going to tell you a story about Mike Tyson here because Mike Tyson knows what's up too, man. These Ling Lings had the world pissed off. I'm going to tell you why these Ling Lings had the world pissed off, but this looks like my kind of party right here. It does. Bring it up. Oh, I like this one coming down here in this green dress right here. Yeah, throw that thing back. Let them know, girls. Bring it. Bring it on down like a couple anime characters. I see y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy, they had them pissed. They had them pissed the hell off, man. <laughs> y'all don't even realize what had happened this week. Uh, apparently, black sororities said they stole their swag. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> Black sororities were saying they stole these linglings stole their swag. I did tell you the black woman is the most imitated person, but they just can't finish the rest of the part. How about they didn't steal? Your, never mind. Mm. <laughs> A lot of some young hoes out here, boy. I'm going to tell you, man. And it's always the talented ones that I love. Show me a talented lingling like this one right here. Well, she's not quite lingling, but I'll take it right here, baby. I love me a talented broad. Yeah, show me. Listen, she like Latina and Ling Ling, but show me again. Tell me what you got, baby. Show me what you got, little. Okay. All right, you've been watching too much Street Fighter. All right, hey, listen, I'll take you too. Ninja, look up and down and say, hmm, I'll take her. I like the petite ones too, man. I tell you, man, I'm not into all of that obesity shit. All right, but that is what it is to every man to their own. Yeah, I would take her ass and flip her up and up and down until she says stop. All right, for sure. Anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> the show is already off the rails. All right, but you know the international language of the Ling Ling is they love you long time as long as you got a couple of dollars, man. They know it. I got money. And look at them right there. They be like, hey, let me show me. Show me the life, daddy. Uh-huh. She be like, okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. Anytime, all right? You got to have an international language of love, though. She don't want nothing to do with you unless you say, I got money. Yeah, throw a couple of dollars out there to make a holla, and ooh, they start opening up like a flower. Oh, here we go. Yeah, she like this. Okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. Yeah, they fighting over you. I had this happen once at a manicure pedicure spot. They was fighting over me, man. I'm telling you. And that wasn't even... Yeah, she said, okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. Indeed. Yeah. It's just like that, man. It's easy like that. But look, look. In all seriousness. <laughs> the fixes behind the mind fixes. I got money. The mind fixes out here. All right. Anyway, shout out to everybody. Look, we got a great show for you lined up here. Let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Albert Wesker says, if... Peace leave is your God. Your life will be hell. Your life will be hell out here, man. If peace leave is your God, your life will be hell. AC says, coach, permission to steal your alias, Mr. No Trabajo, but hung like a caballo. He says, I'll swap you for the wizard of eyes. Shout out to you. Hmm. I like that one. You got it. Elijah says, yo, coach, what is the song that you use for the straggle and sniggle theater intro? That song is fire. It is. It's a song that I have um, on my um, on my epidemic sound, right? I have to clear all songs before I play them, especially songs that I don't talk over. So epidemic sounds, I don't know which one it was. I just caught that part of the song. Uh, what I do is my part-time job, and that's what it is. It is a dope song, all right? It is a dope song. All right, and I got the best music playlist over here, and I have to pay for it, but. 
you guys sponsor it. I appreciate it. I don't know the name of the song. All right, but uh, AC says, was the OnlyFan biggest fan <laughs> a content creator that he names by his nickname? But I'm not in the beef, so I'm not going to say what he called him, but it is what it is. All right, shout out to you. It might be CGA. All right, the biggest OnlyFans fan might be CGA. Shout out for Will. All right, he says he contributes. I got money. Will got that money, money. Shout out to Mad Will in the building. All right, what do we got over here? Okay, oh, they kicked me out. All right, they kicked me out. They kicked me out of Venmo. Yeah, all right, they kicked me out of Venmo. All right, uh, let me check over here, I guess. I don't know what's going on. We got the we got holiday weekend, less than three weeks to Christmas. Is that what we're doing? Oh, man, we're going to be messed up. Y'all ninjas got Cabbage Patch doll money? Yeah, it's going to be like that. Sometimes it bees like that. All right, I got a couple more contributions, and then we're going to get on with the show. Jermaine Yane is in the building. Shout out to Jermaine. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. He says CGA got a thing thing for the Ling Lings. Indeed. Shout out to my Ling Lings out there. Shout out to y'all. And uh, there's a secret that we're going to tell you about Ling Lings here up in a minute here. All right. Last one. Last two. Shout out to our brother here with a sponsorship. It ain't Christmas at his house. <laughs> All right, shout out to our brother here, Ryu, Street Fighter 3. He says, Dear Sensei Adams, happy holidays, 2023, a time for reflection, meditation, and preparation for the upcoming most important 2024 year. Also, I greatly look forward to your continued knowledge and wisdom. To live is to fight. To fight is to live. That is Ryu, the Street Fighter. Shout out to you, and thank you for your sponsorship. Indeed. Private investigator taking notes. All right, shout out to Kaylin. He says this, and then we'll continue on with the show. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? While not giving in uh, to promiscuity and fornication is important, what percentage of men do you think can honestly say they're happily uh, monogamous sexually? (laughs) All right, how many men can say they're happily monogamously sexually? All right, they're happy in their monogamy. Uh, that's a tough question. I don't even think they can answer it correctly because even they don't know. Even they don't know. Most men are in monogamous relationships because they are pretty inefficient in being able to get sex outside of it. So this is almost their only way. Men that say, like there's men in relationships, they say, I'm going to get lucky with my wife today. That is an indicator of something deeper rooted that they possibly not might not be happy monogamously. I have a clip on this basically, but they might not be happy monogamously, but they have no other choice. All right. They'll either have to pay a woman for it. You know, these ninjas can't get no punani out here, or they might be maybe a supervisor or something like that at a job. And they'll have women throwing themselves, but those are the only women in the real world throwing themselves. I, I know people like this. They'll have, um, like, like they'll say, let's just say, you know, because people, let me, let me just figure this out real quick. There's some people that are celebrities in their little environment. Like I'm a little celebrity on YouTube. This is my little environment, right? Some people, some people are celebrities at their job, at their little job. Nobody recognizes them. They're pieces of shit. Nowhere, nowhere, everywhere else. But when they walk into their office building, if they hold status there, Women will be like, hey, you're, the, you're a nice guy. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. 
and there'll be a little celebrity there, and they'll be like, Aaron's the top guy in the C-suite. Aaron's the executive producer. Aaron's the, And so Aaron is the man. But he'll get a lot of celebrity based on his status from women, and they'll somewhat throw themselves at Aaron because he's the man there. You know how corporate people are. Corporate people are like that. In their little world, they have their little celebrities at the office. You know, the bitches in the cubicles like, there's Aaron. Oh, he's so nice, you know. He's so nice. He's a family guy. I wish I had a man like Aaron, that type of woman, he, that type of guy. He's a top G, but Aaron looked like the ninja. He looked like the mascot for Dunkin' Donuts. And outside of work, Aaron ain't shit, especially to anybody other than the people that, that work with Aaron, right? He's a corporate boss, corporate pookie. So anyway, what will happen is, what will happen is he will feel all these accolades, adulations, love from the women, the women to look up to Aaron. Oh boy, I, you know, I would, she'd be like, I would bang Aaron. But she would only bang him because in the context, he's a celebrity there. But Aaron goes on carrying on thinking, you know, I'm the man. I'm the man. Lots of women want me, but it's only at his job. That's the only place women want him. Only at his job. Once he walks right outside and gets in this Toyota Camry and start commuting, Nobody paying attention to that ninja. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. So he gets a misguided uh, misunderstanding of who he really is. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like we have our own little world. You know what I mean? <laughs> the accolades don't matter, ninja. You ain't nothing. Once you step outside of this office suite, you're nobody. <laughs> so they got to go home to their wife and beg their wife for sex all in the back of their mind, like, I'm the man at my office job, ass ninja. He ain't shit out here on these streets, ninja. <laughs> for everybody that's been in office jobs, you already know. You already know what I'm talking about, ninja. He ain't shit outside that office building. Anyway, he said Aaron loves to go to work. And he walk in there, he be calling out instructions, he be power walking, power strutting, pointing. He'd be in there in his element. The girls, he'd be like, hi, ladies. Hi, hi. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, anyway. Oh, man, shout out to this ninjas. All right, shout out to Macaroni Tony. Ninjas don't know what blood type mixes best with their own, but want a legacy. All right, don't get too deep. He getting deep in here. Let's get to Doom and Gloom CGA uh, because it's a long segment, and that's what he said. Here we go. Brother said, Coach, you killing me. I have a Toyota Camry and my name is Aaron. Brothers, they don't call me Coach Adamas for nothing. I know how this world works. You can't get anything past me. I already know you, Toyota Camry, Aaron ass ninjas. Hey, hey, Ron. Anyway, let's get in here. Doom and Gloom CGA. We got a world going on here. What's the world's going on here? Uh, let's see. It says right here, Jeff Bezos, backed real estate company, is launching a new fund to acquire more single-family homes across the United States. New, 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 new world order. How many is as many of the world's largest investment firms have launched new funds over the past couple of years aimed at acquiring and building single-family homes? 
to use as rentals. Oh, there goes the American dream. There goes your 1,000 square foot shotgun house. This comes as no surprise. And by the way, I've already announced this, but Jeff Bezos is throwing this ad in there. It says this comes as no surprise considering that the increased cost of buying a house has forced many Americans into being tenants instead of home buyers. Arrived, a young real estate company backed by Amazon.com Inc.'s founder, Jeff Bezos, has just announced its entry into the single-family rental fund space. Arrived currently operates a fractional real estate investment platform that has attracted nearly half a million retail investors since it launched in 2021. The platform allows these investors to purchase shares of single-family rental properties with as little as $100. And there's more and more and more. But they're telling you right here, the Jeff Bezos back startup will allow you to become a landlord in just 10 minutes. You only need $100. This is the new economy. New, 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 new world order. Elon Musk has recently bought up 6,000 acres of land just outside of Austin. How, here's how, he, how to invest in the city's growth before it gets flooded with new tech workers before new, 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 new world. Order. All right. But this is just an example of where things are going and it's going in a new place. Hold on for a second. I'm being distracted. And uh, this distraction is somewhat ridiculous to me and I cannot fix it at the moment. So we're going to switch it up. All right. Always have your hose in rotation. <laughs> okay. But here we go right here. The noise canceling was not canceling. So here we go back here. Uh, not a surprise, huh? You got a surprise? The answer is nope. This is going to be the new America. Remember, the old America is not coming back. Uh, when I told you uh, 2019 ain't coming back, you guys think that the inflation is just um, the the um, yeah the inflation is going to get killed and and nothing's going to happen, right? We're going to get back to 2019. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Yep. 2019 ain't coming back, y'all. So once we shake COVID, once we shake this recession, it's going to be a new world out there. So you better get ready for it here. I ain't trying to scare you, though. I ain't trying to scare you. So it's a REIT. Yes, it's a REIT. But you can get in there as a landlord here. I mean, it's basically what it is. But they're going to buy up more and more of these properties. Remember when I told you y'all just thought, that the prices were just going to come down and you were going to just swoop up deals. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to have to have cash on hand. Everybody's swooping these things up. They're going to be ready. They're going to have these cash on hand. Wholesalers are going to go nuts. All right, here we go right here. A man exposes how electric cars will be used to control you. I mean, this is old news to me. I've been saying something similar, but let's talk about it. Car is not to save the world from climate change, it's to impose control. It will new, decide new, where new, you can go. Because where they don't want you to go, it will not take you. Mm. The computer will not drive the car there. That's the idea. And the technology for that is simple. They've got it on golf carts now. You know, where they don't want you to drive in a golf cart, it will stop. You have to reverse. I know it sounds well, simplified. No, no but it's it, not simplified. It's, it's, it's actually a wonderful example mm. of what the plan is. New, new, the new, electric new, new car is not, to save the world from climate change, it's to impose control. It will decide where you can and cannot go. Yeah, now nah, Ninja's going to be like, that's conspiracy. No, it's not, Ninja. It's too obvious. It's too obvious. And wait till they give you that CBT, CBDC. Wait till they give you that CBDC. Y'all really going to be up shit's creek. 
All right, but that's neither here nor there. Get your passport, do your traveling now, because most likely you'll be limited. <laughs> You're going to be limited. And don't have no parking tickets, no warrants. You don't be behind on your child support and have an electric car, ninja. They get your monkey ass. They don't get your monkey ass. But listen, I wasn't the first one to say it. I've been saying it for many, many years now. That's what's going to happen. Because you know why? That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. And it will do it. <laughs> it's going to do it. Anyway, ninjas be bad. But that's what it is now. They're doing this to you now with electricity, you bitch-ass ninjas. But, you know, ninjas want to say conspiracy. All right. Did, did you guys know they're doing this with your electricity in many municipalities? They're doing this now. They basically can control when it comes on and when it comes off. But, <laughs> right? But y'all don't even know. Y'all like, huh? What? Okay, you dumb. I mean, what? how many people, man? How many people don't think out here? I mean, not your electricity, your air conditioning. That's what I meant. Your air conditioning. Not your electricity, your air conditioning. All right, your air conditioning is what I meant. All right, but uh, they can control that now through your little thermostat-ass ninja, all right? But uh, y'all missed that part, too. I see that sailed over your head. It's true. They basically can override you turning it on. <laughs> but isn't that called control? No, that's not called control. Okay. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, smart home. Really? All right. Listen, you can keep fighting me. Hey, somebody tell me I'm lying in here. <laughs> Same with your water hose, all that shit. Your little sprinklers, they'll give your ass a fine if that shit pump, uh, uh, pop on. All right, your sprinklers popped on? Nope. Okay, you get fined. Really? All right, anyway. <laughs> Let's get back, man. This just is really out here clueless. But do you out here? Uh, what are we doing here? Oh, this is a crazy one right here. Did you see this? Co-founder of Black Lives Matter or Big Large Mansions or Black Lesbian Matters endorses Donald Trump. Oh, my goodness. What is going on here? Not Donald Trump. Here we go. The hypocrisy. Um, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We, we understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. And it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Yeah, I, I can't. Their, party, their, their policies actually strike at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family. Yeah. So, you know, you were part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, you founded it there. And now you're saying you're, you're not saying the entire Republican Party. You're saying Donald Trump. So what is it about Donald Trump? Is it the economics? Uh, you noted the black family. What is it going to take for him to sure up this support amongst uh, black voters? Well, I just, I just think that it's going to take information. A lot of people are misinformed. They don't really understand because they don't educate themselves on, on Donald oh, Trump as a person Lord. and his history. Um, but if they do that, and it's going to take, you know, leaders, educated leaders, getting the word out there. Um, I think that it, it'll happen on its own and it'll be organic because um, personally, I love the man. I mean, how could you not like if, if a real man? How could you not? relate to someone like that oh man boy i tell you man donald trump responded and he said uh, look at my african-american over yeah. here look at him are you the greatest you know what i'm talking about yeah man i mean that's what donald trump said that that should be an interesting conversation going into 2024 ninja protected neck out here uh shout out to elon musk he's going through it with the new 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 world order all right, he's really going through it here, and it says right here, I don't know if you guys know, Elon Musk is going through it, his company that he bought called Twitter, and he changed it to X, or the app formerly known as Twitter. 
Um, basically, they don't, you know, the powers that be don't like Elon Musk. He's kind of the outsider insider. You know, there's a big struggle battle going on for power. A lot of the old people are dying off. See last night. All right. A lot of the old power that bees are dying off. The old people that came out of the. Well, I can't say that, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. All right, And so what's happening is uh, there's new people trying to take over, you know, the Rockefellers and the, uh, you know, the 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 people that came after them. These people are dying off. Right. Well, we know Rockefeller's been dead, but his his extension, his 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 cause has been extended all the way up until today, present day. Right. He gives still away five billions, billions of dollars a year. All right. But what's happening is all of these old folks are dying off. They're getting old and there's new billionaires. Right. You got you got Gates. You got Zuckerberg. You got Musk. They're all jockeying for the next position of power. These are our new Andrew Carnegie's and Rockefeller's and J.P. Morgan's. These guys. Right. And so they're jockeying for position. So Elon Musk is kind of the renegade of those, but he is a part of the, you know, part of the insider outsider. Well, his company has been recently blackmailed or blackballed for advertisers. They're basically saying we're not going to advertise on Twitter or on X. And Elon Musk had something to say. We're going to go ahead and report what Elon Musk had to say to the opposite, the opposing powers that be. The criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. Oh. New, new, but new, new world order. Go f*** yourself. Oh. Is that clear? New, 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 new world order. I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Oh, well, man. well let me ask you then. <laughs> you want that smoke. New, 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 new world order. Eli want that smoke. Oh. That's how I feel. Oh, that's how you feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? He don't care. If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of He's your shuffling. business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view. He, he got this ninja stunned right here. This ninja is stunned because he knows the powers that be. New, 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 he knows they can order. end you and make you disappear. All right. They can shut your TV off, man. And he's stammering and stuttering. All right, let me tell you what this ninja doing. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you going to do? Oh. Coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Did y'all hear double? Was it an echo? Let me know if you heard an echo. I just put my clip in. All right, this morning it might be an echo. All right, but uh, this ninja stuttering right now. Stutter. <laughs> All right, my man stuttering. All right, and so Elon hit him in the gut. <laughs> he don't know what to say. What do you do? F Y. I I understand that, but there's a reality too. <laughs> Right? Yes. No, no. It, it, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's I, I, right here, and she's got to sell advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no. actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. 
damn, this ninja went off script. Holy moly. I don't know if you know, man. This is a big deal. Y'all know I mean, because there's a power struggle for power right now. Uh, most of you lemmings don't know this. You're not aware of this. I'm fully aware of the power struggle. Um, there's always going to be a power struggle. There was a power struggle. Uh, I can't say too much, but before JFK, after JFK, there was a power that won, a power that lost. Uh, there was a power uh, struggle through the entire Industrial Revolution. And then there was a power struggle right around World War, War uh, World War Two. That kind of transition, one one side, one power lost, another power's won and benefited. So there's always this struggle for power and world dominance and supremacy. People don't realize this. They think there's just, you know, these people are going to do the best for us, our leaders. No, this is a power struggle. And we have two sides, maybe like about three sides that are fighting this spiritual warfare behind the scenes. Uh, Elon Musk is kind of the wild card of all of these powers, right? He's, he's neither good nor bad. You can be a fan of him. I, I would say be cautious of him. He seems good, but sometimes the good guy seems like the bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? P. Diddy was the good guy for a long time, not at Ninja the bad guy. So you never know who's who. But what you're seeing now, this right now, new, 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 new world order. this is big time. <laughs> right, this is big time, dude. And they stutter and shuffling. He calling out names. He throwing the middle finger. He naming names. On national TV, and they don't even know what to say now. He got them stuck right now, stuck. And do you think that the uh, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. Oh Lord! But there are those advertisers. I imagine are going to say they're going to say we didn't kill the company. Oh yeah. They're going to say tell it to tell it to Earth. Oh my gonna Lord! Say that, they're going to say Elon that you killed the company because you said these things. New, and that they new, were inappropriate new, things, and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? That's, that's what and, they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Hey, hold on to your hats, Ninja Hey, out here. <laughs> let's see how Earth responds to that. Oh, Lord, have mercy. New, 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 new world order. That's called Scorched Earth, y'all. <laughs> that's called Scorched Earth. That's, I don't give a, f right there. Ninja, he might be the first one. <laughs> hey, man, pray for your boy Elon Musk out here. Pray for your boy, Ninja. I don't like to see people get eliminated, but that's that big boy talk right there. That's standing on business right there. Sheesh. If you don't think that's a big deal, that's a big deal. They talking. They holding meetings right now. <laughs> and I would... Again, he's never, he's neither good nor bad. I don't know if I want him being our power talking like that. This ninja man, yikes. I'm telling you, 2024 is going to be, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel this. You're going to feel this power struggle. I'm not trying to scare you, but you're feeling people right now. They're jockeying for position. All right. In this election year coming up, it's going to be very pivotal for our country. I, I don't think we feel it yet. Going into next year, we'll start to feel it because of stuff like this. He trying to name names, Ninja. Okay, watch out. Sometimes you give the wrong person the information. You let the wrong Ninja in the door. All right, anyway. hi yi yi Okay. Let's give you this one right here, a little bit more doom and gloom. It says, Amazons have begun testing humanoid robots in its U.S. warehouses. And take a look at this. Obviously, this is not impressive footage. All right, but this is footage nonetheless. Uh, there it is on your screen right there. I believe that these are somewhat where Amazon workers would normally be working. 
They got the little cubicle. They got their little box. And I'm pretty sure productivity is being measured. You're always, we're all being measured at all times. Like I'm being measured right now. Pause. There is a Ling Ling measuring me, but I'm being measured now. How? Time, watch time, how much time I'm on here, how many people are watching me, how many people come in and out. We're all being measured at all times. Now, these robots are moving somewhat slow, but remember, this is a test. This is a test. And many of the lemmings are in the comment section showing their true ignorance. And I'm going to show you right now. All right, as you can see here, there are people watching them. They're humanoids watching them. And the android bots, well, the, the humanoids are the one testing them. All right, the android bots are the future, if you will. New, 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 new world. All right, and then people were saying right here, they're definitely going to get fired. They're moving too slow. Uh, production ain't going to be ish. You have a lot of people here basically saying here, uh, the, they're working slower than the actual people. Um, it's right. They're moving slow as hell. They will be getting fired. Here it is. Another one. Y'all never getting y'all packages and so forth and so on. We work. He says won't work. They move too slow and so forth. Now, this is straight ignorance right here. I, I, I hate to call it out as ignorance, but this is blatant ignorance. First of all, and foremost, <laughs> the thing is. Repetitive movements done over and over is kind of like what's the what's the what's the fastest point? What's the fastest uh, distance between two points? A straight line. They can do those movements without a smoke break, without a charge, without a family to go home to. They can do this over and over and over. They don't go home. They don't wear down. Humans human beings have way less productivity. You might be able to work in quick spurts for a short period of time, but over an eight-hour shift, it's not that much. And then what, what, what happens when you get sick? What happens when you need a day off? What happens when you have a relative that has an emergency? What happens when you have to hire and fire and train and retrain? That is actually, that pace is going to be good for a consistent amount of time, 24 and 7, day in and day out, day overnight, all right, they're going to continue to work until they need a repair. So this might seem like they're moving slow, but you, when you, you don't have to move as fast when you're working 24 hours, right? No maternity leave, no health benefits, no workman's comp, no mental health days, no holidays. They work on Christmas, no bathroom breaks. They, I'm like, dude, now that's number one. Number two, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to speed this up. All right, this is just a test. They're going to speed this up. So you're seeing the replacements. The replacements are live, right? Yep, no vacation, no out of office, no work days, no workman's comp, no injury, no litigation, no, bruh. no sexual harassment, no strikes. You see? You see the difference. So people are really just looking at it all. They moving slow, but they don't look at it over a longer period of time. I bet you they're, five times more productive at even this rate for, for a calendar year than human beings. You don't have to hire and fire. There's no theft, no stealing, right? No stealing. All right, there's a whole bunch of benefits that they're looking at it. They're like, man, no lawsuits. This is straight up. And they're going to speed it up. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're going to speed it up. They're just testing it. So this is an interesting time to be alive. All right, but we've already experienced this. But what happens is they'll introduce it at a rate where we're not going to be able to pay attention. For instance, 
grocery store self-checkout. That's another example of the introduction of the automated system to where we don't notice it. They just put a couple of kiosks out. Um, they put three kiosks out. Then they'll put six. Then all of a sudden they'll put nine. Then they'll put 12 in two corners of the store. <laughs> I mean, and then they'll have three clerks open, three actual people scanning your shit with a full line. And then they'll have a bunch of kiosks. That, that's an example of the elimination of jobs. So they don't just boom. They're not going to have 80 robots. What's going to happen is they're going to have rope th- two robots over there and 30 human beings working. And you're like, look at the robots <laughs> sniggling. Yep. No gossiping, no sexual harassment, no fornicating in the bathroom. This shit is a win-win for them. And I think that is the end of doom and gloom CGA. Hopefully it's not the end of your job. All right, let me get in here and catch up on these brothers, the brothers, the jungle, the jungle, the brothers, the brothers. All right, let me check in here if there's any super chats that I need to acknowledge. What are we doing here? Yeah, shout out to our brother here, JB. Shout out to JB in the building. Okay, thank you for your contribution. Black Pirate King says, Coach, did you cover the story about Von Miller giving his baby mama the suplex through the table? All men pay. Is that a new story? Oh, no. Von Miller, is he still playing football? He for the Buffalo Bills now, I think. Damn, he Von Miller, did he? He is arrested. Oh, man. Pregnant girlfriend. Y'all ninjas. Jesus. All right, another peace leave addict. Another man that defines himself by his Johnson. He, okay, I'll cover that tonight. Thank you for letting me know about that. He says, all men pay. Stephen White says, Coach, why you roasting my Toyota Camry? Best cars ever speaking as a former mechanic. They do do well. They're efficient. They're efficient, but they're a normie vehicle. They're a normie vehicle. They're, they're for the normie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a good effect. Listen, I'm not dissing it. I mean, it's kind of like having a Casio watch. You know, you ain't trying to impress nobody. He's just trying to get from point A to point B in normie colors. You know what I mean? Like gray. I bet you your Camry is gray. I bet you. T- tell me, Steven. I bet you your Camry. And I'm not dissing the Camry. Listen, I've had, I've had normie vehicles. Honda Civic, Honda Accord, normie car. Right? <laughs> but they're great cars. I bet you your, I bet you it's gray. How much you want to bet? Gray. They they don't really have like hardcore colors. They got like gray. Um, they'll have a shade of charcoal gray. It ain't black. It's charcoal gray. <laughs> All right. Sometimes they'll have like a red, but it'll be like a kind of burgundy. Mine is silver. I told you, y'all ninjas bad. I told you, they'll have like a they'll have like a silver. That that shit costs a lot of money. All right, they be like, hey, you go in there, you be like, I want the, I want the red Camry. And they're like, yeah, white, white, charcoal, gray, and gray, silver. <laughs> you go in there, you be like, oh, man, damn, this looks great. I want this car. Can I get the uh, champagne and the burgundy uh, Camry? And they'll be like, yep, that will be an extra $12,000. You be like, what? <laughs> Twelve thousand, 
wait a minute, I came in here for the bargain, good car. I, I'm going to ride this car till the wheels fall off. I'm going to put 138, 50, 11,000 miles on it. And I only get, wait, why the extra paint cost $12,000? You ain't, I'm telling you, man, look it up. Cranberry. you like, this is a great car. Do you have it in any other colors besides gray, white, and charcoal gray? I'm like, hell yeah, look back there. Look back there, look. We got one color in burgundy. <laughs> All right, I want that one. That one looks great. All right, and it has aluminum rims. Sign me up. That'll be $15,000 extra dollars. Hold up. $15,000? <laughs> yo, you didn't extend your payments out for a year and a half. Oh, shit, I got to get the 72-month payment now. <laughs> yeah, you can change colors yourself, but people don't do that. Normies don't do that. Normies don't go get their car wrapped, all right, or painted. They're like, I guess I'm going to ride the hell out of this white Camry. <laughs> they mad. Don't be mad at me. Hey, you mad because I ain't lying to you. I don't lie to you. Trust me, I've worked on car lots. I know what happens. People go for the safe vehicle. Honda Civic, Ford, Tempo. Ford, Ford 500, Ford Taurus. <laughs> These are great cars, by the way. These are great cars. All right, anyway, man, look. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad. But you got to pay for the extra vehicle. By the way, I actually, um, I, I did this when I got my truck. Um, I did this when I got my truck, my Ford, uh, uh, my Ford, uh, what did I get? A Ford F-150. And, um, I went on a lot. I wanted a black F-150, but they were all like $15,000 more than the white one, <laughs> right? The white ones, they were trying to give away. So I went in there, all right, cold, hard cash. I went in there. The black one was like 32000 The white one was 20000 What do you think I bought? I was like, I can paint the, black, the white truck anytime. All right, you can wrap the truck for less than $5,000. So I was like, just give me the white one. But if you want extra colors, if you want your colors or the better paint job, it's going to cost you at least a year and a half of financing. So just to let you know. All right. But uh, anyway, and that's that's how it is. All right. Anyway. The normie ninjas is mad. Shout out to my white Ford Explorer having ass ninjas. Yeah. Ford Exploder. Fix or repair daily. All the Ford people are mad. But uh, Steven says the best cars ever speaking as a former mechanic. Life is going well. Gave my ex-wife $25 to register her car. Apparently, her bank account was hacked. Oh, really? Really? Her bank account, was, it was not hacked. She didn't have any money in there, period. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right. Yeah, her bank account was not hacked. Who hacks a bank account that has no money in it? D. Weezy, coach, have you seen the ceiling challenge? They get a chair, tape a, wait, they get a chair, tape a cell phone to the ceiling and twerk. They get a chair to tape a cell phone to the ceiling and twerk. Oh, he said they should use the same chair to change the smoke detector battery. That's been chirping for five years. Sound a buzzer. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, they, I guess they can get a chair when they want to twerk that ass. 
and make a little bit of money, but they can't get it to change the battery. Interesting. All right. All right. Shout out to uh, Cool Jamie says, it will be funny when your EV locks you inside and drives you to the child support office. Hit me with the NWO, Ninja. New, 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 new world a lot of people ain't going to see that coming. You're not going to see that coming. And they just be like, nah, that's weird. They're going to drive you right to child support. Oh, Ninja, you ain't pay your child support. KT the King says, these are our Ford Exploder days. Relax on us. I, yeah, man, I'm with you. Remember, everything you say, I've probably been through. I'm sorry, everything I say, I've probably been through. So I'm laughing at myself. I'm laughing at myself. All right, shout out to Steliano says, at work, can't say what job, but getting ready for the 49ers. Is it the 49ers? We can't get, uh-oh, all right, we can't say what job. Is it the 49er game? It is Thursday. They do play today. Okay, shout out to you, man. All right, I think they play today. Who do they play? The Ravens? I think it's the Ravens. Macaroni Tony, you've been extra witty lately. He says you must be trying new material out for those comedians you write for. <laughs> Probably. All right, I'm just extending out my... I'm, I'm extending my range. I don't know if you guys have noticed. So I'm covering more stories other than men and women's stuff. All right, so I'm extending my range. Coming into 2024, I'm going to extend it out just a little bit, just little by little, so y'all don't even notice. Uh, Let's see here. We got two more, and then we're going to get back to the shizzo. Uh, we got Daily Coach. You are 100% right when you say older people have hijacked dating. Even though I agree that a man should always pay, there can be, um, there can also be a value or a val. I think you meant valid or valued. A valid argument made for men who refuse to pay without getting something back in return, especially in a feminist society. Yes, where women brag about making more money than men. In modern times, date now stands for Disney. At the end, city boys, we up. Shout out to you. I, you actually make an interesting point. You make an interesting point. I, I'm again, I'm a guy that says I like, you know, the whole 50-50 argument is not a big deal to me, right? It's not a big deal. I'm like, all right, even if I was broke, it was like, okay, if I couldn't afford to pay at the end of the night, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect her to pay. But, but here's the argument. This is what pisses me off about the whole men should pay. It's that women come in there and thump their chest. And then you got old broads out here taking advantage of the dating marketplace. Oh, okay. They divorce their husband or they stay single and then they bring their old gremlin ass, gremlin hand ass out here and uh, they got good jobs and they walk out here. Uh, uh, men should pay. No, not, I pay for young broads. I pay for young women. <laughs> I pay for women who are, are incapable of paying, right? You know, because I'll look at a person, even young, well, listen, I'm not dating young men, but I know young men are in a bind as well. Now, I'm not saying I'll pay for them, but I understand their plight. So if I see them struggling, yeah, I'm more likely to help because I know they're not where I am in life as an older male. Now, when we talk about young women, yeah, I know young men, women out here more likely struggling. Okay, so I'd be more apt to. Now, when I got this old broad out here, I'm a director of human resources. I work 80 hours a week. I got my own money. I'm a strong in the bitch. You ain't, I ain't paying for shit. Okay. I ain't paying for Nathan out here. Like, I'm not going to go out here. Like, if I'm going to pay for some, I'm going to pay for what I want to pay with. 
I'm a, I'm gonna go find me. Hold up for a second. Let me pull it back up. All right, if I'm gonna go ahead and pay, all right, it's gonna be on some shit that I'm gonna get a better return on. All right, not for no old stodgy ass, stubborn ass broad. All right, hell no. All right, I'll pay. I'll buy an extra cup of wonton soup for this one in the mint green dress. Hell yeah. Come on, baby. I got you. I got you, ninja. I don't mind paying. But for not for no stodgy ass, single mama ass, repackaged peace leave ass, 46-year-old woman. That ain't, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Not her bragging about traveling and I've been here. She show up at the date like this. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. She's showing up at the date like. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. I ain't paying for that. Soon as I hear all that, we going 50-50. <laughs> I'm not here to support grannies. I thought you were a gentleman. Oh, really? I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. That's what I draw the line on pain. I draw the line, a hard line. Do not, do not come in here and brag about your, your lifestyle. And I bought a new house. I'm saving for a down payment on the house. Okay, cool. Well, you certainly have enough to pay for your check. All right. That definitely, you definitely ain't getting treated. Like, why should I treat you? We're equals. We're almost equal in age. We equal in accomplishment. We equal in opportunity. For the most part, you had a better free ride to the position you're in. We got the same vehicle. We got the same house, same lifestyle. Bitch, break bread. Break bread. You ain't getting no gentleman treatment from me. All right? But now, if you didn't came fresh off the junior college, you just graduated, you sitting in student loan debt, all right? You got some pretty feet, all right? We talking about it. You a nice, pretty, young, tender all right, you a tenderoni. Okay, you're like, I'm just trying to get my life together, you know. Okay, baby, let me see what I can do for you right quick. Let me see what I can do for you. And she be like, get him, daddy. yeah, man, okay, baby, I got you, baby. Baby, sit down. You look good. Everybody looking over at me like a dirty old man. Yeah. <laughs> but we equals if you coming out here 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 52, 42, 44. You, you looking for a sucker MC. All right, I ain't no sucker now. <laughs> All right, you looking for a sucker MC. I ain't, I ain't no sucker MC out here. All right, I'm looking at you. We equal partners, bitch. <laughs> you looking for, I'm looking for an equal partner. Okay. And when the check come, oh, I thought you were going to be a gentleman. Nope. Nope. You see what I mean? <laughs> there's, there's, there's priorities here. I could have had me a nice... Pretty young thing. I want to love you. PYT, pretty young thing. You need some loving. To the love and care. I got you, baby. Okay, daddy. I got you. And I'll take you there. Take you there. Hee hee hee. I got you. Okay, daddy. Eat up, baby. Eat up. Jasmine rice, chicken skewers on me, baby. Go ahead and have it, baby. Eat up. Fill your belly up. All right, because I'm going to be rubbing that belly in a minute. Fill it up. I got you, baby. She'd be like, can I get order an extra drink? Okay. Yeah, I got you, baby. She'd be like, okay, daddy. Order up, baby. Hey, wait, waitress. Give the lady what she likes. What do you like, honey? Get him, daddy. <laughs> I got some old broad talking about how she bragging about how she got alimony and child support from her second divorce. I ain't paying jack shit. <laughs> mm. 
mm-hmm. I ain't paying Nathan. All right. You're gonna be like, oh, okay, uh, looks like we got the bill. You owe me. My Lord have mercy. We need priorities here. Shout out to Jay Cool says, yes. The spirit of fornication can destroy our lives. Facts is. It did destroy my life and my marriage around 30 years ago and had me following my feelings over facts for many, many years. All right, so we got to watch out for that. We're here to educate you, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. So watch it, man. It can destroy you for a long, long time. Long, long time. Are we on Straggle and Sniggle Theater? All right, prepare it. You're about to hit a song of the year, I suppose. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we back. All right, all right. We got some straggles up here. We do have some straggles struggling with age here. These are straggles that are hitting about the 30 year mark. Both of them have a different perspective. We're going to start with this young lady here. She's a 30 year old woman that that doesn't realize that she's 30. And this is a common thing that you're hearing from young women today. All right, hit the music. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I'm 29, right? Like turning 30 next year, not, I'm unwell. I'm not okay with it. In my head, I'm about 22, maybe at most. I coach cheerleading and I coach high school kids. And I'm like, we are the same. I am you, you and me. No, we're not. I'm almost 30. I'm almost twice your age. I could actually be your mom if it was a teen pregnancy. Speaking of pregnancy, every time I open Instagram, one of my friends from high school or somebody that I know that's my age is having a baby on purpose. And all the comments are like, congratulations. So excited for you. If I got pregnant right now, no, no way. I'm a baby. I can't take care of a baby. I am getting married. I am a child bride. However, um, crazy because I'm just not old enough to be doing any of this. I don't know. Oh man. Oh man. I mean, this is the, this is so common now. It's weird, but I get, I remember when I was 30, I was already an old man, right? People already called me an old man and I was 19. Damn. You think like an old man. All right. So, um, I already was kind of mature and I didn't see age as a inhibitor or a descriptor, right? I didn't be like, well, I'm 30. I'm an old man or I'm 40. I'm an old man. I was just like a man. All right. I was ready to be a man. But I know people like this, especially women are going to, they're using this card often. And I'm telling you, this is a psyops. This is a psyops. They're doing this on purpose. Oh, I'm 30. I don't feel like it. I feel 22. No, you're 30. <laughs> she called herself a child broad. A tri- well, she is a child broad, but she called herself a child bride. Really, child? You're not a child at 30. All right, you're not. You are a grown-ass woman. But as you can see, they're extending this. They're just pushing this age thing real quick. And then they're saying at 51, all right, I'm ready to settle down and have a family. Really? So you see, this is a psyops. This is uh, social media getting women to trauma bond over this idea of maturing. For a long time, 30, you were an old-ass maid. Okay, but she's seeing a lot of people even overcoming this and getting their rites of passages through marriage and childbirthing right at the right time in this pivot and she's still in delayed uh growth she probably still lives at home and she works at a high school with some girls that are cheerleaders she sees herself as a 15 year old girl essentially that's what she said she said half her age i can be your mother if i was a teen mom yes this is a reality i mean i was coaching i was coaching girls that age 15 16 17 18 when i was 22 i was a head coach at a high school (laughs) right right organizing shit, running fundraisers and telling parents to write checks, ordering parents around. I was 22. Like, get this shit going. I'm the man here. 
All right, giving parents contracts, sign that contract to say, stay out of my business. I was, do, I was running man shit, standing on business at 22, giving orders and instructions. So if you think this is new for me giving orders and instructions, I was giving orders and instructions full at 22. I was a Division I basketball coach and a, a, a volunteer assistant at, at 20 and 21, then a full-time assistant at 23, okay? Then a top assistant at 25. I was giving instructions. I was coming out pointing fingers. And it just sometimes I was right, sometimes I was wrong, but I was like, I'm giving instructions. All right, college head coach at 32. All right, I was like, boom. I never saw myself as young and immature. I saw myself as ready to go. All right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be a man out here. But here's what we're seeing more and more. We're seeing people at 30. We're seeing people at 30 saying they're young. <laughs> This is wild. This is wild. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Y'all in some new Fandango, new age shit, <laughs> and I ain't with it. I'm not with the bullshit because y'all trying to make, what I'm seeing is people making excuses. They just want to make excuses as to why they're growth, that why they ain't getting shit. It's time for you to be an adult, for real. For real. This goes for the ladies and the gentlemen, man. I wouldn't put up with none of this shit. In fact, I had a partner I won't say who it is because I'm not trying to always uh, make her look like the worst part. But here, here's the deal. I had a person that I was in a relationship with. She had the same mindset. And I was like, Mm-mm, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because I had them organizing the young ladies that I was organizing. And I said, hey, you need to take a leadership position and give these women instructions. She was like, I feel like I'm the same age as them. Man, get out of my life. <laughs> and literally was like 10 years older than them. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, women see themselves as children when they want to see themselves as children. I was like, you 10, 12 years older than them. Talking about you the same age. How? Like, some of these girls, some of my freshmen, you're 14 years older than. And you're like, well, I feel like we're the same age. You're not. Like, bruh, grow up. Grow up. I can't stand, I do, one, one of my pet peeves is men and women who, who don't want to grow up. It's my damn pet peeve. It pisses me off. I'll be like, man, screw you. Man, grow up. Know who you are. Now, you don't have to, there's no certain age you have to act like. But Ninja, let's grow up. It, it, the kitty time is over. <laughs> kitty play time is over, Ninja. It's time to be responsible. Grown ass adult, but then want me to treat you as an adult and an equal. Hell no. This is why I'm telling you, man. People think this is a new persona. This is not a new persona. I've been acting like this for almost my entire life, even when I was 16. I looked at people just as less than. I'm like, you just immature. Immature. I can't stand immature-ass people. Uh, then you have this, the, uh, the opposite side. Uh, it says right here, are you afraid of turning 30? So she's going to take the opposite approach, saying, nah, she Gucci. Now, if you look, take a look at these two 30-year-old women. All right, boy, they boy, they do look youngins. So these women are 30. They probably could pass for 26, 27. But if you look at a 22-year-old, a 22-year-old looks like damn near a high school student at this point in my life. All right, some of these girls I'll be looking at, uh, they be coming in here talking about, hey, daddy. All right. I'm like, girl, I need to check them IDs. This woman is 29 years old and she's still tightly packed. All right, let's see what she's talking about here. 
One of my followers asked me if I'm afraid of turning 30. And for me, it's like, no, because I got to be a freak every step of the way throughout my entire existence uh, shamelessly. And I got to do everything oh, I wanted to do for manager. me going back to the ninth grade. And yes, uh, motherfuckers laugh. Oh, Only time manager. I got afraid and scared of aging was when I started listening to what everybody else wanted for me and what everybody else said I should be doing. And I wasn't doing the shit that I wanted to do. When I got to a certain age, which for me was like 23, 24, I was like, holy shit, I don't have the things that I want because I wasn't being who I really was. Oh, That's when I got scared of aging come 24 i go back to being my freaky little crazy self oh. all over the internet again oh, and now i'm 29 and i have everything that younger me wanted never did anything that i didn't want i never compromised myself besides that one small window of time where i decided to give a fuck if i didn't do any of the shit that people warned me not to do or people told me i wouldn't be the shit oh, that I am now. i'm gonna be at 30 is going to be because she has that as her foundation <laughs> Wow. Well, <laughs> she basically said, hey, man, it is what it is. I can fix this her mind, and that'll be about it. She ain't afraid. She's like, girl, I got this covered. 30 is going to be easy peasy. All right, boy, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, she said she had her fun, and she's going to be looking for the that's you guy at this particular and point. that's you. Whose future wife is that? But God bless that child here. God bless that child. I'll put hands on her too. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, the people here struggling right here, uh, we got another straggle here that is in line for a bind fix. I'm in a bind name. All right. We got a bind here. We Let's see here. Bind fix your CEO right here. CEO for Fixes Binds LLC. Let's go alert absolutely no money was spent today because i started the day off checking my student loan balance right after about 30 minutes of doom scrolling and i do have over a hundred thousand dollars of student loans so safe oh. to say i had a little bit of a menti bee this morning am i embarrassed to be crying on the internet probably but honestly i post this because i wanted everyone to know that postgrad era comparison is so real social media makes it incredibly easy to compare yourself to becky and brad who are on their third trip to europe this summer but the truth is you don't actually know anybody's financial situation becky and brad could be in mad credit card debt maybe they saved up for years for this trip and they're finally treating themselves the point is, once you graduate college, everybody's on a completely different path with completely different goals and timelines. While it's human nature to compare ourselves to others, remember that social media is simply a highlight reel. Spoiler. Oh. I'm in a bind, uh, fixes binds LLC on the way. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right, she basically need her bind fixed right there. Uh, You know, can y'all help her with her bind? She looks like a pretty young thing there, girl next door. She in a bind. I'm in a bind, name. She in a little bit of a bind. A hundred and... Wait, 25, she says 125K in student loan debt. Boy, she looks like a winner. Somebody's going to marry this girl, <laughs> right? 125K, please tell me what your degree is in. Post-grad, post-grad what? What is your degree in? I'm, uh, tell me what your degree is in, ma'am. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. Uh, no man's going to touch this. No man's going to touch this as a serious relationship in marriage. When they find that out, they're going to be like, what? I'm out. <laughs> oh, man, I could fix this one of your binds. That's about it. It, ain't, it probably ain't even going to be worth one of your, uh, your, your uh, payments to your student loan debt. All right, but uh, this is the future here. She's definitely going to be a slave. No spin November. She's definitely in some large, large credit card debt. Spoiler alert. Absolutely no money spent the day. And who puts this on the internet, by the way? I mean, you got to put this on the internet. How much of a manipulate? Look at this, man. This is what? 
Oh, my God. This is, man, aren't you an adult, man? Pull your big girl panties up. All right, suck it up, buttercup. Let's get to it, baby. All right, who puts this? Who does this? All right, I need some help, daddy. Look at that, 95. Holy mackerel. Oh, man. And by the way, there's 40-plus-year-old women walking around like this talking about, I'm looking for love. I'm looking for my Boaz with a repackaged peace leave. And when they was racking up this debt, they was getting ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. All right, because I know when you racked up 100K in debt, you was out here having a party. Everybody singing, dancing to the music on the radio. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, well. <laughs> right, this is crazy. Strago and Snickle Theater presses on. Apparently, a guy who has three women living with him is irritated. Why is he irritated? Well, we'll take you through it right here. Shout out to the pimping and the macking. He says, I'm recording, but I'm really irritated for real, for real. I can't even dump in the toilet in peace. Okay. All right. Let's see what he's got going on here. I literally can't shit in peace. Y'all got whole meals (laughs) and shit sitting in front of the fucking bathroom door, bro. This is embarrassing, bro. Let me take a shit in peace, bro. Because, bro, I can't even take a comfortable shit. Then y'all keep opening the fucking door, bro, while I'm shitting, bro. That's (laughs) not funny, bro. Like, what the fuck? All three of y'all. Oh. It's not funny, but you But you keep coming, too. And you keep coming to the door, too. Right. She's trying to make it seem like it's not her, too, bro. Like, what? That's irritating. Oh, what in the straggle? What city is this? What in the hell? What city is this? Please name the city. Look at these three strags. All right, oh my goodness, and I hate to be judgmental. This bitch got a tattoo on her face. This woman don't got no future. Her future is bleak. All right, she going nowhere, Veal. She have to have a relationship with the Pippin and the Mackin. And oh, by the way, these are the ninjas that be talking about they get free Punani, by the way. All right, from these scab-pilling skeezers. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> Accurate. Accurate, what is this? Look. And he, well, look at this girl, man. She tattooed everywhere. She got a tattoo on her face. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, the humanity. They just be like, I got the backing. All right. And then the other scab pillow skeezer comes in, and she got a tattoo all up on her fat belly. Oh, my Lord. Please tell me these aren't the free broads y'all out here. Good. And look at these. These girls look like crackheads. He winning. He winning. He going nowhere. And these girls going to take them down. She got blue hair with blue, blue edges paste on. Hey, man, if your girls look like this, do not come and tell me you winning. I'm I'm trying to distinguish between who winning and not. This is not winning. This is losing. (laughs) Just let you know. You taking a fat L in life. If these are your girls, all right, this is it. This is it. They just be trying to brag too, coach. I'll be out here. Look at there. Oh, look at this. Do you see this girl? Oh, what in the world? They just be telling me they winning too, and they got the mouthpiece. I got three girls living with me. I show up. These the girls. <laughs> that straggle, man. Oh, that straggles. Uh, what do we got here? We have um. I'm trying to figure out 
which one of this is a straggle. Okay, we got this straggle here. Uh, bear witness, there will be some buttocks in this video here. Uh, it says, tailbone pain from rough sexual activity. All right, so you see the flat, the, the woman with the flat pancakes right there on the table. All right, we have a chiropractor, <laughs> chiropractor making Instagram videos saying that uh, this woman has had a rough night sexually and he has to give her an adjustment because her coccyx has been blown out. Oh, man, our world, man. We need to send it at this point. Uh, here we go. Does that feel okay? Mm -hmm. She got tailbone pain. It was from sexual activities with her partner and it was too rough, damaging her tailbone. Is that painful at all? Oh, my. And then she saw a specialist to do an internal coccyx adjustment, but they also went way too rough on oh, the tailbone. What? So now her pain is even more than it was. So in this visit, working on the pelvic floor muscles, releasing oh, some muscle from the glutes in the world? to help support the tailbone what treatment. What are we... Hey, yo, chill, son! Hey, yo! He got his finger all in the Duke shoot. What are we doing, man, with our world today? These kids are seeing this. And then we do a little bit of mobility on the tailbone. Oh, and we he adjust going right for the Duke shoot. Relief. Oh, what is this? We got booty. What is this, man? This is just pornography at this point. She ended up getting a lot of great relief. She was able to stand up. Great and relief. Sit down without any pain. All right, man. Damn, man. This, look at this flat back supreme with them pancakes all on the table. And he had this little thing lifted up, giving the uh, he got this little table lifted up and he pushing down on the table to make the noise. That's the table making the noise. That's not her spine adjusting. But uh, he got his whole finger up all her Duke shoot, man. What do we got going on here, man? The Internet going wild out here. The Internet going wiggy. All right, what are we doing? What are we teaching the kids out here? He talking about back shots. He know about taking back shots. I know he know about taking back shots. Man, we doing to relieve the pain. He said the coccyx. What the? And it was too rough, damaging her tailbone. What? Look at what in the hell? <laughs> Man, I damaged my tailbone, but it was from snowboarding. Pause. Man, we got to stop the madness. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. He had the booty laser out. Man, what are we doing to these these young children? <laughs> All right, he went right around. I know where you I know where you got the pain. Where I got the pain last. Pause. All right, man, stop. Bat shot specialist out here. We live in, man, send it. The Lord will be back, and the Lord will make his triumphant return at some particular point. That's Drago and Sniggle Theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. All right, give me to a thousand likes for the best entertainment here. I know you're sitting there. I know you're sitting there. You haven't hit the like button. We're almost at a thousand likes. We had 2,200 consecutive. Well, it's dropping down. YouTube is messing with my numbers here. All right, but do me a favor. Hit that like button, man. I'm going to check uh, to see if we've had, um, anyway. All right, let me see here. We do have a couple contributions, but I'm going to go on to the next part of the show here. Are you guys ready for the truth? Y'all ready for this? Are you ready to handle the truth out here? Attention, all ladies. This is going to be a truth segment. Let's get to 1,000 likes. This is going to be a truth segment. 
It's something that I've been digging and digging and digging. Ladies, pause, relax. I've been digging at this truth for quite a long time. Some people know this. Some people don't know this. Some people are aware. Some people are unaware. But I'm going to give you two truths that you might not be able to handle. Some people are going to call me out. Some people are going to say I'm making excuses and so forth and so on. But I've been hitting on these truths and I'm finding out more and more conversation about this. And I'm ready to deliver you the truth. Y'all ready for this? All right, we're going to give it to you. All right, first and foremost, what people don't understand here. Let me see if I can come back to it. Let me see here. What is this right here? Okay, wait a minute. Where's my? Okay, I skipped some truth here. Uh, here it is. I did find it. I did find it. Uh, truth number one. Truth number one. Y'all ready for this? Come on, man. Y'all got to be ready. Y'all ready for this? Mental health. Mental health. I've been telling you something about this mental health thing that rubs me the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way. It definitely is giving me some, some 1960s MK Ultra vibes. It's giving me some, hmm, new, 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 new world order vibes. And people are pushing it like crazy. Like every day, everywhere I look up, I'm seeing it. Anytime something happens, I'm seeing people talk about it. But meanwhile, y'all doing the stanky leg. Meanwhile, y'all doing the crate challenge. Meanwhile, y'all doing something. But when it's time for you in quiet moments, you want to talk about your mental health. And uh, I'm seeing too many people make excuses about it. It's the new identity. People wear mental health like it's their personality. And it's not. It's simply a symptom. It's something that you should be able to resolve. But people are wearing it on their chest like they're de- like they're proud of it. They're wearing it. Oh, I got super depression. I got super duper duper depression. And I'm like, this is weird. Why are all these people being diagnosed? And I actually have been breaking the code. All right. A lot of people who are losers are using this as their number one. Well, you know, why move my 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 workplace life balance, my my mental health. And I'm like, what is going on out here? This shit is weird to me. This shit is weird. Now, could people use therapy? Absolutely. Is mental health real? Yes. There's some crazy loonies out here. Have people been traumatized? Absolutely. Can people use as somebody to talk to? Yes. All right. But I'm seeing this as a one-way ticket to Doomsville because most people are wearing this shit on their sleeve like they're trying to impress you. I tried to self-delete five times already, and you're like, Ninja, is this something? You want an applause? You want an applause? Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to give you some information that you may or may not have known this is the truth about this industry. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, I'm going to let this uh, Millie Mouth, I'm going to let this, um, let's be nice to her. I'm going to let this woman give you a truth about this industry. All right, hold your, hold your hats if you didn't know. Some of you guys did know, but this woman says she's a therapist. First of all, mm. <laughs> all right, this is exactly, this is why I don't go to therapy. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. Look at this. University of California at Berserkly degree having ass. Okay, if, if I pulled up to my therapist's office and this is my therapist ninja, I would be out of there. Who giving out therapy degrees? All right, who giving out therapy degrees, ninja? Uh, you can't solve none of my problems, I'm going to tell you that. Sorry, there ain't shit that you can sell, tell me with your little alphabets behind your name. But uh, anyway, I can fold your ass up, and I'm sure you're in student loan debt, so I can fix as a bind while I'm in there. Woosa. All right, Woosa. All right, but uh, she's going to hit you with a truth here that you may or may not have known. Here we go right here. And I've actually revealed this truth before, but I want you to listen. 
I want you to listen. So I'm a therapist and all the time I'll hear these stats about like mental health in America. So they're like, oh, you know, 25% of Americans have anxiety or have depression or whatever. And I'm not going to say that a diagnosis means nothing. Okay. Uh oh. But what I will tell you well. is that in order for insurance to cover someone's therapy session, we have to give them a diagnosis. Uh, see, I ain't ready. I, I've actually told you this already, but y'all not ready. But, but but here again, let me go ahead and let her spill this beans here. Like if someone came in, they were using their insurance and I didn't put a diagnosis on a file and then we submitted that paperwork to the insurance, they would come back and say, we're not going to cover it because they don't need therapy because they don't have a diagnosis. What? And so sometimes when I hear these statistics, it's like, wow, like mental health in America, that's like, what's going on here? Like what's in the water? But then I'm also like, okay, but if we weren't requiring a diagnosis on a file for coverage how many people would actually have that diagnosis or meet that criteria. And so it is kind of funny because it, to me, it does kind of feel like therapists are just like <laughs> oh. handing out the diagnoses so we can get that coverage to go to therapy. Ooh. And you know what? If that's the game we have to play, we will play it. Checkmate, America Healthcare System. Checkmate. So Haven't I been saying that? That's exactly what I've been saying. I've been saying that and saying that and saying that. And y'all been out here. I don't even know if she's a therapist. I, I'm not even gonna tell you, but I'm gonna, I brought up backup evidence. I've been saying the same thing. I've been saying the same thing, Ninja. I've been telling y'all that. I don't need no, I didn't need no degree to know that. I've been telling y'all, but y'all don't listen. I know. Can you handle the truth? Y'all not ready for this truth. Y'all not ready. New, 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 new world. I'm going to play it again, but I'm going to bring back some evidence. I'm going to bring back some evidence. I've been telling y'all that. I've been like, nah, man, something up. <laughs> something is up. Now, does this mean people don't have mental health issues? No, I'm not saying that. And she didn't say that. But let's, let's rewind it. Let's rewind it and come on back. Let's come on back. They got to pay for them degrees somehow. Let's rewind it back. Because I remember, if you're not ready, if you're not ready, go ahead and leave. And this is not conspiracy. I just used a person from the industry that told y'all. Her name is, uh, I can't tell you what her name is, but she's a LCSW plus therapist. She got all the alphabets on her name. Okay, let me let me see it again. Let's play it again. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I'm a therapist, and all the time I'll hear these stats about, like, mental health in America. So they're like, oh, you know, 25% of Americans have anxiety or have depression or whatever. And I'm not going to say that a diagnosis means nothing, okay? But what I will tell you is that in order for insurance to cover someone's therapy session, we have to give them a diagnosis. Like if someone came in, they were using their insurance and I didn't put a diagnosis on a file and then we submitted that paperwork to the insurance, they would come back and say, we're not gonna cover it because they don't need therapy because they don't have a diagnosis. And so sometimes when I hear these statistics, it's like, wow, like mental health in America, that's like, what's going on here? Like what's in the water? But then I'm also like, okay, but if we weren't requiring a diagnosis on a file for coverage, how many people would actually have that diagnosis or meet that criteria? And so it is kind of funny because it, to me, it does kind of feel like therapists are just like <laughs> handing out the diagnoses so we can get that coverage to go to therapy. Ooh -wee. And you know what? If that's the game we have to play, uh, we will play it. Woo! Checkmate, America Healthcare System. Checkmate. Wow, man. Oh, <laughs> hey, man, listen. Sometimes I don't need. What? Thank you.
All right, so let's see. I did my own research on this, and I've been saying this for a long time, but y'all just don't listen to me. I did my own research. Consumers' rights. This is from, I'm going to go ahead, goodtherapy.org. All right, I'm going to show you right here. Good therapy. Good thera? Good therapy. All right, coming down right here. Consumer rights with diagnosis. He said, is she still alive? Yeah, fam. New, 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 new world I ask you if you're ready for this truth. I believe, it says right here, in most instances, consumers should be part of the decision about whether they be given a diagnosis. It is not something they should be, that should be imposed upon the, the consumer. Consumer? <laughs> consumer. I thought you were a patient. Okay. It shouldn't be something that's imposed upon a consumer without their input or perspective. It says right here, here are my recommendations for consumers regarding diagnosis. Quote, uh, and I'm going to skip down. It says, if your therapist does not bring up diagnosis in the first session, ask if they are going to give you a diagnosis and what the diagnosis is. Ask what the diagnosis means in your therapist's reason for giving you the diagnosis. If you do not want to be diagnosed, tell the therapist. If you don't want to be diagnosed, tell the therapist. Now, this gives credence to what she was saying. A lot of people don't know that they can say, nah, I'm not in here to be diagnosed. That you just, just be in here, hear me out. But then this says, if you don't say anything, they're going to diagnose you. Hold on for a second. So when people say, I got this and I got this, I got this, I'll be like, well, how do you know you got it? Well, this person told me, but hold on. It says right here. If you don't want to be diagnosed, tell the therapist. They may be required to give you a diagnosis if you are using insurance. However, you have the right to be a part of that discussion. You have to you have a right to ask how the therapist will use the di diagnosis. If you believe your therapist is treating you like a diagnosis and not like a person, discuss this with them. Ask the therapist how your diagnosis may impact you. Okay. If you are not comfortable with your therapist's approach to diagnosis or diagnoses or the diagnosis they give, get a second opinion or consider finding the different therapist who may be a better fit for you. That's not all. That's not all. Coming from a doctor of psychology. Says right here. I'm a doctor of psychology, or I call it pseudoscience. <laughs> he said, they go get me. <laughs> All right, they got me. All right. Hey, I'm just telling you what it is. The question, if you see a therapist, can you ask them not to diagnose you with anything? It says, you can, this woman says she's a th therapist. You can ask this, but unless you pay cash, they can't do it. What? Let me go back. You can ask them to not diagnosis, but unless you pay cash, they can't do it. If you submit through your insurance, they're required a diagnosis to continue authorizing sessions. Otherwise, why would they pay you to go? Mm. Pay cash and you likely won't have as much of an issue. Some people in the military do this who don't want the diagnosis on their record because it will disqualify them from certain jobs.
now. <laughs> I know, man. They got me on the radar. New, 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 new world order. I ask you, did you want to handle this truth? I'm losing people. I'm losing people in this stream. But this does give credence to some of the things that I say out here. I'm like, wait a minute. We got we to gotta stop with this. We got to stop with this because we're not holding people accountable. We're stunning growth. We're putting pills in children's hands. We're putting them in their mouths. We're allowing children to show up because you have health benefits and you don't realize that your benefits are making them diagnose you and keeping you there for sessions. Like you showed up and they're set and you showed up with your insurance and you said, my insurance covers these sessions, but they got to diagnose you if you show up with insurance. Oh man, this disqualifies a lot of the things that I'm talking about. This disqualifies a lot of things that I'm hearing out here. Just based on that, y'all can't handle this. <laughs> y'all can't handle this. This is something, man, that, that people should know. I don't know if you should know it, but I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know. So I walk in there. I got insurance. I was, fi- I was perfectly fine. But because I use insurance, I walked out with, oh, you got this and that. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, man. I, look. New, 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 new world order. Look. I gave you the evidence. I don't want to hear shit about, look, oh, you making this up. I gave you the evidence. I used two physicians. I used a therapy website right there. It's sitting right there, right in front of you. You saw it, right? So this wasn't my opinion. This wasn't my opinion. You heard the person say it right here, and I'm going to pull her data up just so we can see who she is. And she said, oh, hell with it. If I got to pay off my student loan debt, all right, y'all all got issues. She says, a therapist who sees a therapist, <laughs> all right, well, of course. And she is a LCSW plus therapist in she, her, in her bio. She, her. Let me see if she has an OnlyFans. She does not. <laughs> all right, she doesn't have it. Let me see if she has an OnlyFans. All right, she probably has OnlyFans. She does not. Mm-hmm. Look, you know how many people left my stream? I asked you, could you handle the truth? They cannot. They cannot. But do y'all out here. Anyway, boy, oh boy, y'all can handle the truth. New, 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 new world order. Can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's something going on here. I haven't quite figured it out, but something about this, it just doesn't sit right and all of that. Let me give you another truth. Licensed, certified social worker. I'll give you another truth. I'll give you another truth. Are you ready? See, y'all not ready for it. Where, where's, the, where's the ready? Y'all ready for this? Look at how many people left. I got like 100 people that just left. They left. Because they want me to feel sorry for their ass. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, I lost 100 people plus. And I don't mind it. I just told y'all, I asked you, did you want the truth? All the Gen Z people, boom, they got, they don't. Because you want me to get your excuse. Somebody says the LCSW is not a real therapist. I'm sure she works for one. <laughs> All right, she said she's plus one. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Here's another truth. You want another truth? Are you? Oh, hold on for a second. Let me give it. Let me give it to you because I'm gonna ask you. You can choose to leave now. Y'all ready for this? Choose to leave now. I've, actually, I use three different sources. So, right, I use three. I use three different sources. So don't use just the one lady. 
I used three different sources and they all agreed. So here we go. Here we go. She said she was plus a therapist. So she had an additional cert. All right. You ready for another truth? Here we go. Another truth. For gentlemen, plan B doesn't work during ovulation. All right. I looked this up. Plan B delays ovulation, which means it stops or delays the release of the egg. If the egg has already been released, plan B does nothing. If you have sex during ovulation, during your ovulation weeks, or wait, it says if you have sex during your ovulation week or your most fertile days, taking a plan B means planning your baby shower. All right, here we go right here. And I looked it up. I said, okay, all right, I want to make sure that this is the case. A lot of people don't know this. They think they're just going to fuck and then make a girl take a plan B. But you guys don't also know that women are more horny and more sexually active around their ovulation. They're more sexually active. Like in between those days, they like if they're outside of their ovulation, they're going to probably start their period. They're going to be least likely to want to have sex. They will start to have cramps, maybe feel bloated, maybe feel less secure about themselves. This is not an absolute this is just kind of like the normie approach. This is in general. Then when they're bleeding like a stuffed pig, they're not going to want to be intimate. They might tell you to put down a towel, but they're not just going to be like, I need some now. Typically, very generally. Then they go to the period of the recovery after the, uh, after the period, after the release of the egg or the death of the egg, after that egg uh, shoves through and it is lost. Then they go through a period of kind of recovering from that mentally, hormonally. Then... They'll have about a couple of days, then they'll be back towards increasing their ovulation. During this time, they'll they'll tend to be more flirty. During this time, they'll tend to want to be dressing more promiscuous, like uh, provocatively. They'll want to be out at nightclubs doing shit. They'll they'll around ovulate. This is natural because this increases the likelihood of having an offspring. So biologically, when they're around ovulation, around when they want to have sex, they're gonna want to have sex, right? Uh, they're gonna increase their odds of procreation, even if they don't want to. Now, here's another part of this. This is when you find out that in the short window of ovulation, they've had multiple sex partners, multiple, right? So this is when they'll be like, there's five guys. I don't know which one's the daddy because in a five-day window, two days of the availability of the egg, two days of the life cycle of the sperm on either side of that, they will have multiple partners during this ovulation period because they're more aroused. They're more horny. They're more hormonally going to be on that. Now, that means more times than not that you have intimacy with a woman, she's probably around ovulation, either a low peak or a high peak. She tells you to slide through. She tells you to come on through. She wants you to hook up real quick. You're, she's more likely to be around her ovulation cycle. With that being said, if in fact she has started ovulation, she's released the egg. Plan B doesn't work. Plan B doesn't work. I'm here to tell you. Yes, she's like a cat in heat. I'm here to tell you, men, so I can warn you. Right? I'm here to warn you, prepare you, so we we can't play dumb anymore. I don't want the excuse of, man, I don't know what happened. She trapped me into a baby. She didn't trap you. You weren't aware. Let's get aware. 
Let's get aware. And she like, nutty me, daddy. Come on. Bust into me. I like the way it feels. And you go ahead and roar. And you don't realize what happened. Okay, then you rush over to the pharmacy, get you a plan B, get you your mental health evaluation, and then you skedaddle on back. You force it down her throat, and then you think you're good. But plan B doesn't work during ovulation. Now, here's another one. For you men that like obese women, you know, I'll be on your neck. Do you know that over the a certain weight, Plan B is ineffective. I've shared this with you about a year or two ago. But over a certain weight, that means the weight of the woman, how how much she's measured on a scale, over a certain weight limit, plan B is ineffective. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, let me see here. And that weight limit is not, is not around obese women. For thick-loving ninjas, for ninjas that love thick women, all of them women are almost ineffective for plan B. (laughs) It's almost ineffective. The weight limit is 165 pounds. If you're 195, it won't work as well. So it has nothing to do with body mass index, standard of beauty, um, you know, the beauty standard. If you're if you got a gordita, if you got a thick monster, slim, thick, all of that. (laughs) One hundred and sixty five pounds is the suggested max weight of plan B. Whoops. All right, hold up for a second. We're going to go ahead and see if we can give it to you right here. Whoops. Y'all didn't know that. Here it is right here. Throwing it up on the screen. I'm here to tell you the truth. If you take an emergency contraception pill like Plan B and you weigh more than 165 pounds, it won't work as well. This is Planned Parenthood, Ninja. Source, Planned Parenthood. Mm-mm. The woman asks if she's 195. days like, well, you rolling the dice. I'm here for the men here. I just told you two truths that you need to be on guard. A lot of you guys are messing with 200 pounds plus. And, um... And and, and you don't understand. I'll give you another source right here because I'm here to give you multiple. How effective is plan B in people overweight? Plan B does not have a weight limit on this label, but many studies show pregnancy rates are higher for women with heavier body weights. Use your condoms, right? Use your condoms right here. It says, does it have a weight limit? The answer is no. Short answer is no. There's no weight limit. All right. But however, the effectiveness rate decreases. It's least effective. Studies suggest plan B may be less effective in women who weigh 165 pounds to 176 pounds and even less effective in women who weigh over 176 pounds, especially those with a body mass index at or above 30. 
In one study, women taking Plan B who weigh over 176 pounds had the same pregnancy rate as those who did not use any emergency contraceptive. Uh-oh. So I'm here to handle, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you guys, there's the importance behind the things that I say. It's not just to put people down to belittle them, right, or belittle your choice. There are some hardcore, hard-ranging, long-ranging consequences to your ignorance. People who continue to be ignorant, I have no mercy on you, all right? But that's the reality of it. You want another truth? We'll give you another one. We'll give you another one. All right. We have a, a person here who uh, says, CGA, um, I'm a social worker with L.A. County making almost 100K, and I can confirm these women are in 100K in debt, alcohol with DUIs, and are struggling with turning 30 if they're not already old, and there's some more. I'm telling you, man, these people know. The social workers know. All right, they know. They're out there in the field. They're dealing with a lot of these people in crises. I tell you, a lot of women, another truth, you don't realize substance abuse and alcoholism in young women, women in general, it's extremely high to the point that I said, never underestimate the likelihood that you interact with a woman in public and she's zooted. Never underestimate it. That you're like, damn, she was weird. Or she looked weird. She was acting funny. She probably was zooted on some mental health meds, some uh, prescription meds, substance abuse, alcohol. It's high. They got high rates. And they're in debt. They're, they're struggling. They don't know what to do, where to go. This is a person here, a professional. Y'all full on truths. Another truth here. Another truth here. Let's show you this one right here. Truth about marriage. Truth about marriage. Uh, let's see if I can give you another one. Y'all ready for another one? All right, we losing people today. We losing people. Is this what marriage is? Remember I tell you what married men look like. Betas, more likely beta, more likely they don't have another choice. This is a prime example of a guy that goes to his job. He don't have another choice. He ain't cool nowhere else. He cool at his job and he comes home. He ain't got no availability of options for sex. So he has to come home to his wife. And he's going to do this repeatedly for 30 years. All right, but here we go. What is that? I sat down and I started a timer because <laughs> I knew as soon as I sat and got comfortable, <laughs> you'd ask me to do something. So it took you a minute and five seconds. Good job. What is that? I sat down and I started a timer because <laughs> I knew as soon as I sat and got comfortable, <laughs> you'd ask me to do something. So it took you a minute and five seconds. Yep. <laughs> she just the giggling and sniggling. And these are common things. These, this to me is, I know people don't want to hear it. This is like abuse, right? This is kind of like death by a thousand cuts. And he can't complain, so he has to make a joke out of it. And look at his face. Look at his face. Now, people, don't, people will minimize. Oh, come on, coach. Have a heart. Oh, come on, man. He's like, I already know what's up. This is very predictable. Uh, women kind of manipulate these things. This is how they interact and kind of get funny and jokey, right, and, and do things. And they do this shit on purpose. And he knows it so well that he timed it when he sat down. Welcome home. And then you wonder why he don't want to come home. Look at his face. He like, I'm stuck in this shit. I'm stuck. And she just, <laughs> she think it's cute. And a lot of people do. They think it's cute to the point where he gets cut the thousandth time and he blows up. <laughs> But this is abuse, meaning that she and there's some other women right here that says right here. 
He says, glad they documented it so thoroughly for the marriage counselor. Good luck. Good job, guys. There's another one here that says, I think there was a woman. Uh, this guy says, how did you get a full minute? You're a wizard. Find a man that will be happy to do things for you. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Don't ask him once he sits down. Wait till he gets up to go get a drink or go to the bathroom. Wow, she broke a minute. Impressive. So again, these this is all hostage talk. This is all hostage talk that people say in their marriages and they just laugh it off. I think this is abuse. Intentional. He guys, it's so intentional. He monitors. He monitors it. Happy wife, happy life, and she's sniggling. This type of stuff I cannot put up with. Good job. <laughs> what is that? I sat down and I started a timer because <laughs> I knew as soon as I sat and got comfortable, <laughs> you'd ask me to do something. So it took you a minute and five seconds. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and don't take a nap, Ninja. You think you're coming home to take a nap? You know what's going to happen. She's going to stomp around that house. She's going to turn on the, wa the washing machine, the dryer. She's going to put... She's going to put sneakers in the dryer, no towel. She's going to be slamming cupboards. She's going to all of a sudden need the vacuum. She's going to have the kids locked into a pig pen, a little playpen, right up under your nose. She's going to hand the kids something and tell, hit daddy. I'm telling you, man, they, they ain't trying to let you rest because letting you rest means that they, you're not available to them. This is, uh, this is some sort of psychological um, uh, torture. Right, where they don't let you go to sleep and get no rest or decompress. All right, here we go right here. Here's another one. You want another truth? And I know y'all full on truths. Here's another skit talking about what I consider somewhat abusive behavior, right? But people don't see it. Uh, ne nothing's abusive for men. We supposed to just put up with shit. Uh, here we go right here. So I'm just saying. Wait. I uh, let me refresh it because these skits are jumping around here. Here we go. Hello? Yeah, no, I want to know what your hours of operations is. No, because it seems like every time I try to come inside there, so I'm just saying I need to know what your hours operation. All right, so the skit's jumping around, unfortunately. What he did was he put a phone between her legs. You can't really see it there. She's sitting there with her legs open in the skit. He put a phone between her legs, and he's calling the phone where her punani, her peace leave is, and she got her feet out. God bless her. And he's asking what her hours of operation are. Of course, it says who can relate. Who can relate? And people think this is funny. I mean, I, I swear, this is abuse on a grand scale. Anybody that disagrees, again, I, I, I can't help you. I can't help you with this. But men are frustrated in their relationships. When they're frustrated, it's comedy. When it's frustrated, when they're frustrated, it's comedy. Oh, come on. But he's sexually frustrated. The previous gentleman is frustrated in a sense of he's just tired of being this shit being repetitive every day. He knows what it is and he can do nothing about it. So um, this is some sort of like, I, I call it like emotional psychological warfare, uh, but it is what it is. He's having a conversation with this wife's punani. Again, people will say, you're not entitled to her, her, her sex from your wife. Hey man, God bless y'all in y'all marriages, man. God bless y'all in y'all marriages. Good luck. I mean, listen, that's all I can tell you. I'm not telling you what you should or should not do. I'm just telling you good luck in your marriage. If that's how y'all thinking. <laughs> so I could be there on time. Yeah. Okay. I, I need to talk to the owner. Um, okay, it's jumping around. It's jumping around. So uh, it won't be able to be seen effectively. But good luck. Good luck for y'all.
Good luck for y'all. Have a, have a good one. Have a good life. Y'all boring, repetitive uh, days waiting to die. I, I don't know what it is. And uh, when people get frustrated and cheat, we're going to reveal that later. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Hey, good luck. All right, anyway, man, put that right between her legs. Okay, we do have another one here, but I'm going to save this for later. We have a woman that is, uh, emotion- well, emotionally exhausted at being a mother. I think I'm going to save that for later. Let's do this. Let's hit the Super Chats and then come back. What do we got coming up? OnlyFan Models discovers that her biggest fan is someone she knows. Who do you think it is? And she's not happy about it. All right, she's not happy about it. Then we're going to try to resolve it. All right, what are we doing here? We got uh, Cool James says, it will be funny. I already did that one. Ultra says, they don't do, wait, they don't be ish. They don't be ish. Don't expect much. Indeed. Indeed. Shout out to Anthony Allen. Double A says, hey, coach, have all the simps run full court press all four quarters? And would you try being on national TV station right there? Oh, have all the simps run uh, no press four quarters. All right. They ain't in shape. All right. Anyway, I, would I try to be on national television station? No. All right. Thank you for your blessings. Unless they offer me a big bag. But, of course, I would. I would do the heel turn of the century if that happened. MC Hanster, diagnose equals insurance pays equals L4 skitty pop pop rights. Indeed. And uh, we did have another therapist that came in and acknowledged the fact that um, if a person comes in and they're struggling, they're struggling. You know what happens? Uh, a therapist is required to at least write a prescription against something because if it happens if something happens if something happens it's going to be their liability it's going to be their liability it's going to be their neck on the line for instance you come in and you're like you know what i feel like i'm going to harm myself i'm going to harm others and so forth or i I had a thought i had a premonition a dream that i harmed some people okay if he comes in they're going to put them on medication immediately we had a we had a therapist in here who acknowledged that they're going to diagnose them, boom. Prescription automatically, bang. That's an automatic prescription right. Why? The person might not, they might just said they had a premonition, a dream. Maybe they didn't say they were going to do something. But if there is any, if there is any question about it, the best thing they can do for their own defense is prevent them from being held liable for any action that person takes out. No, they're gonna write. They're gonna they're gonna refer to the uh, psychiatrist. They're gonna refer, so they'll refer to the prescription. They'll go to the psychiatrist. So they can't write the prescription, but they can write write the referral. But when they write the referral, they write the referral for what to put your ass on. So they can't take. They can't give you the prescription, but they'll refer you right to the psychiatrist. That person ain't gonna do shit. All right, what? Okay, yep. Okay, boom. There you go. And you're right there picking up your medication. All right, so watch out for it. Watch out for it. This is the truth that I want you to know. And they haven't known you for how much? He said, therapists don't write prescriptions. You know what the hell I meant. You know what I meant. Everybody knows what I meant. All right, anybody that, listen, I'm talking for three and a half hours. You know exactly what I meant. All right, come on. They're going to refer you to the uh, psychiatrist. It's an automatic then they'll refer you to the prescription. All right, boom, right there. You know exactly what I meant. Okay. 
I hate when people do that to me, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but you getting you getting some medication right off the rip. I don't and dude, you you could be a child. You could be a child and you're getting written up. All right, but I hate when people do that stupid shit. All right, you know what I meant, bird chested ass ninja. Trying to pick the trying to pick the false statement in my argument. Ninja, let me just let me roll here. Let me roll. But thank you for the correction. <laughs> bird chested ass ninja wanna be yelling at me. But I'll cover my here it is right there. All right, so the psychologist is going to refer you and write to the write you a referral to the psychiatrist. You know what I'm talking about. He said people are dumb. Some therapists wrote prescriptions or refer people. Yeah, I'm telling you, people dumb. Come on, man. You know what? You know what the hell I meant. <laughs> you just want to be right. You just want. Oh, he was wrong right there. So everything else is wrong. Nah, you know what the hell I was talking about. Goofy bird chested ninja. Yeah, I'm right. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, but anyway, he says because if you don't, the person ends up doing deleting themselves. They're gonna look back through the medical records. Yep, it's the safe, better safe than sorry. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Shout out to uh, Mr. Escobar in the building. Randy Escobar, CGA. I'm a social worker and can confirm this. See? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. They can confirm. They're confirming everything I'll be talking about. They ain't lying. Ain't no need to lie to you. Look. <laughs> All right, look how many people don't want this, man. Bird chested ass ninja. Shout out to Jones G says the Tavolstock Institution monetized mental health. I don't know what that is, but I'll look it up. It's a monetized system. Shout out to uh, Deshaun Rose for the Ling Lings in green. All right, yes, that mint green one. Coach, one more time, sir. Okay, all right, I got you, brother. I got you covered. Oh, damn, I just, I just deleted the bookmark. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just deleted it on accident. What happened? Let me go back. Oh, man. Holy moly. All right, I just deleted it. Hold on for a second. Wait a minute. Let me go back. Where is it at? Okay, I found it. Oh, boy, I was scared because I needed to see it. All right, here we go right there. Uh, let's see if I can pull up. Let me give her some music right here. Let me give her some music. <laughs> All right, there we go. I'll give her some intro music. Where's my girl in the mint green dress? All right, pass these girls up. Get on down the line. All right, come on. Okay, all right, there you go right there. All right, the tall one ain't bad. Get this little Millie mouth one off my screen. All right, come on, hurry up. All right, they walking too slow. Not her. Keep going. Oh, they going too slow. There she come. Ah, uh, there you go. Put that smile on your face, girl. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, enough of that, Ninja. Let's get back focused. All right, what are we doing here? All right, shout out to Deshaun Rose right there. Preston says, it becomes an addiction. He says, I dealt with this. It becomes an addiction. I dealt with it. I'm sorry. He says, getting Punani too early can ruin a young man. It becomes an addiction. I've dealt with this. We're going to tackle that subject here coming up in a bit. But, yes, uh, it is. It is an addiction. Brown through an old my therapy is a night with the JUCO. 
Indeed. Blackbeard says, Coach, I was with a flatback last week, and she was all right. But, Coach, I was with my Dita a few days later, and she made me roar so hard. I got a Charlie horse. I walked cripple the last two days where there's something to that. There's something to that. All right, Stephen White says, Coach, damn, you went in. My Camry is gold and paid for. I love that car. He says, all I have done is oil change on it, and I take it to Pennsylvania, Delaware, North Carolina, and South Carolina. It's a good car. All right, it's a good car. Derek Eaton says, I hate when they try to correct the coach. Wrecks the flow of the show. I know, and I acknowledge it, but they in there, what they're trying to do is trying to grammar police me. What they're trying to do is red herring me. And I and I know what it is because I'm right and they want me to be wrong on something and they want me to be wrong on it. And so what they'll do is use that one wrong statement and then disqualify everything that I said. Right. And, and that's a tactic that people use. And I'm well aware of it. So then they'll say, oh, no, he, he thinks psychologists writes prescriptions. So he's wrong. And I just showed you all this evidence and data. I know how low thinking people think. I know how you argue. All right. But um, you know what I meant? You know what the hell I meant. So let's get back to it. All right. Anyway, shout out to Macaroni Tony dealing with science projects between the head meds, consumer products, and ovulation suppressants and party favors. It's a very, very tough thing. And if you don't know, substance abuse, you know, we're equal. But substance abuse will, uh, women handle substances different than men. You can look at the data. I've done entire shows on this one. Meaning that based on there are, hormonally, they can't handle certain substances the way you can handle it. Therefore, a, ergo, we're not equal. However, we also know that consumer uh, cosmetic products, uh, hair straightener causes certain mental uh, issues and physical issues. If you mix that with hormones and head meds and or party favors and or coca and or alcohol and or IUDs, birth control pills this cannot be good this cannot be good listen they be walking around on a cocktail of a variety of things at once at once (laughs) and i'm telling you this ain't good then they want to just be like it's my mental health no you're a drug addict like come on let's stop calling it what it was you're an addict there's there's no there's no there's nothing going on here. Can we address your addiction? Can we address your chemical imbalance? They were like, there's a chemical imbalance in my brain. Now, yeah, and the sleeping pills. No, what about the wine and the sleeping pills? Anything? No. What about this on a daily basis? What about the recreational drug use? It's there. It's all there. The the, the data the data is there. It proves me right on this one. But then they'd be like, they'd be like, no, nah, I got on I got on alcohol and cocaine because of my mental health nope (laughs) nope because i was feeling bad no you're a drug addict let's talk about your drug addiction they be suited as hell and then they had a nerve to pop wine and be drinking wine all day i mean i'm like come on man let's deal with it don't want to deal with it because why? There's no there's an excuse if you tip in the bottle to your lips and taking recreational drugs, you don't have no excuse. It's your accountability. But if you want to go run to your therapist who's ripping your insurance apart, right? Tearing you up, you can come up with an excuse. 
anyway, but we got too many junkies out here. Junkie, junkie, junkies, crackheads, dope fiends, alcoholics. Remember when people would have alcoholism? Do you hear about that? You don't hear about alcoholism. Nope. You don't hear about actual alcoholism anymore. You don't even hear about it anymore. But they out here, and they out here all day. <laughs> but everybody thinks, you know, everybody thinks drinking is cool. So people drink socially. Well, I'm a social drinker, but they socialize four days a week. Right? Drinking is not cool. You, what you're going to find is people who drink are signaling some sort of dysfunction. That goes for people that go to nightclubs, bars. These are the most miserable people to be around. These people are not in there for you. And then when you say you don't drink, first thing they want to do is make you drink. Oh, you ain't cool. You a lame. Then when they get drunk as a skunk, you hear all of their problems come up. They either start crying, fighting, becoming belligerent, ignorant. And you're like, oh, there you go. I was trying to be cool like you, but look at you. You're turned into a jackass because they hate themselves. That's why they got to become lubricated. And then they want you to throw your life away with them too, but they're a damn addict telling you you're not cool. Ninja, you're the coolest ninja in the room that everybody else is miserable, and they got to go out there and party and drink their misery away. That's the reality of it. You cool as hell. Ninja said, I'm unsubbing. Take your ass on and tip the bottle too while you out there, Hennessy addict. All right, but the reality is that's the reality. Anyway. People who drink are miserable. The, the, the most people I've heard have depression. I, I know they've been alcoholics in their past. <laughs> be like, okay, they've been alcoholics confirmed in their past. They're the same ones talking about they depressed. I'm like, do you put two and two together? <laughs> All right, here we go. Inebriated ass ninja. I'm like, put two and two together. Kick your alcoholism first. All right, come on, man. But they don't want to do it because that holds them accountable. That holds them accountable. But anyway, Wisdom Vision Production says, Dr. Robotnik, quote from Sonic the Hedgehog, you're going to make me do this? He says, you know what I love about machines? They do what they're told. They follow their programming. They don't need time to get drunk and put the boat out on the water, he says, even in goofy video games from 2020, they are giving you hints in the future. Media is not just for mindless entertainment. It is not. They are always hitting messages in everything you consume, indeed. But everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. What are we doing here? We got our brother here, no government name, says, Coach, I made a mistake of, wait, I made a mistake by having a stream out in front of my 40-year-old straggle Juco. She broke down in tears after saying he's right on. My life is over and nobody wants me at my age. Fellas, what happens in Coach Gang stays in Coach Gang Yang out here. Wow. Trying. He said, wow, he's right on. My life is over and nobody wants me at my age, boy. Poor lady. Poor ting ting. All right, but only she will tell you. All right, but I have the hard conversation. I'm the female whisperer. <laughs> a couple more. Kayla says, I'm, I'm for men paying for dates and paying for bills in his house, but women would have to drop this equality 50-50 BS. Feminism has confused 
society as to whether or not men should pay for everything since women want to make their own money. I don't get that argument. I mean, they make their own money. Why are men paying? But the response to that is men make more money. Or they'll say, well, I want men that make more money than me. All right. And then so because I make more money than me, I'm supposed to pay. That that don't make no sense. Like if you didn't make any money, I would gladly pay. Right? But I would know what I'm dealing with. But you make money. Uh, no, hell no. Sizzle says I'm at my job and I just checked into uh, Jason Aldean. The guy that make Try That in a Small Town song. He's just an average looking white guy with a flat back bimbo wife and money. Goals that we all can do it. Yes, man. Hey, man. We could all do that. Like, if you got money, you're going to get some women. It's like, it's like an automatic. Now, you got to be cautious about that. Ghost J says, blessings, coach. This is the episode right here. This is the episode. All right, but they don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. People want to just have the blame on everybody else. Koski, shout out to you. All right, are we ready for some more? We're ready for some more. What are we doing here? OnlyFan model. OnlyFan models discovers this. And we'll get on to the next, uh, the main event here. This is the OnlyFans model. I don't know who she is, what her name is, but um, apparently she gets naked for subscribers. And she uses tools. Hey, listen, I always say more power to you. And uh, you kind of get what you get, but don't throw a fit. So take a look at this woman here. This is obviously her without all the makeup and all the, you know, everything else. You know, she's an average looking woman. She has a thick neck, but I get that neck. Maybe she has a small head. I can't tell. She definitely has an overdeveloped neck. But it's a long neck, too. Strong chin, too, as well. All right, what does she have to say here? Let's let her spill her guts here. It's into me having my OnlyFans account. I had had this subscriber almost since the beginning. He had spent around 2,000 Australian dollars for every single thing that I sent him. An account with the same username had viewed my TikTok profile and it said, from your contacts. And my heart just sank into my stomach. I went through all of the contacts in my phone. It has to be my stepdad. Wow. So I went out on a limb and messaged the account on OnlyFans and I said, I know who this is. And he responded saying, who, question mark, babe, you don't know. And I then hit back pretty quickly and I said, you need to tell her before my sister and I do. And with her being your mum? Yeah, being my mum. And within two minutes, I got a text message from my stepdad saying, Tay, you're free to talk. Please, Lord Jesus, save us. <laughs> All right, that's from Benny Johnson right there. And she said, no, she had her Australian accident. I mean, accident, accent. Uh, what say you about this one right here? So her stepdad is one of her biggest OnlyFans subscribers. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, there's a lot to unpack in this. Number one, is she a victim if she a victim here, is the stepdad out of order? She is a legal adult. I don't know. We don't have context. I don't know how long the stepdad has been in her life. This is the this is the problem. God don't like divorce. This is what happens when you break up families and you bring a man that's in that's not related. All right? He's not related to you. She might have been a youngster and, and got older. And as she got older, take a look at her. I mean, she ain't ugly. I mean, just she's plain. 
And um, he might have had some fantasies about her. This is what happens when you bring ninjas into your life, into your home. This is why I've always abstained away from dating women with daughters. That's a no. But is he in the wrong? I mean, let's, let's just stop here. Is he in? The, who's in the wrong here? Is he in the wrong? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I, I think she probably looking at it like, hey, I need to tell my mother. But wait a minute. Don't you do this for a living? You do this to other men who are fathers and husbands, and it doesn't matter then. But now you want to get a moral compass? Now, if it's to protect your mother, that's fair. You want to protect your mother's heart. But you want to get a moral compass as to what you're doing? You're doing this for other men. What do you think? Who do you think you're doing it for? You're doing this for other men. Let's put up a poll on this one. Let's put up a poll because this is, this is something that a lot of people going to have to deal with here. Because I'm pretty sure her teachers are looking. Are they in the wrong? I'm pretty sure her pastor is looking. Is he in the wrong? I'm pretty sure her classmates, her professors, her boss, her employee, her who's who's wrong here? Who's wrong? I'm going to put up a poll here. Uh, Let's see here. Let's start a poll. Uh, We're going to put up the strip poll here. We're going to put up a poll here. Who's in the wrong? Who is in the wrong? Uh, We're going to put the... OF model, the mom, <laughs> all right, and then we'll put step daddy, and then we'll put her father, all right, who we don't even know, but we'll put them all in the poll since I have four slots. Who's in the wrong here? I'll put it up on the other channel too. I mean, this is kind of what you signed up for. This is what I'm looking at it as. Now, th- th- you need to probably unpack why he is finding you sexually aroused, but I mean, aroused by you, but we also don't know how long he's been with you. Did he know you when you were a youngster? Did he know you when you were 17? She seems to be a legal adult. Who's in Z wrong. All right. Who did I put? Only did I put, let me see who I put here. Is he the bad guy? Let me see. OF model. And you, there's no wrong answer. Just believe, say what you believe. Step daddy, get him daddy, and uh, we should put sugar daddy. <laughs> the father, we'll blame the father who's not there too. All right, why not? This is a very, very touchy subject, but it wouldn't surprise me if people she knew between who she's worked for, who she's worked with in the past, her current job or past jobs, her professors or teachers, her, her neighbors. What about her neighbors? Are her neighbors in the wrong? Like, say, for instance, her neighbors grew up. I mean, watch her grew up all her life. And then all of a sudden, they get in contact. They start following her. Oh, wow. Look at Susie. She sure did grew up and out. Are they wrong for looking? Or do they draw the line and say, oh, that's my neighbor. I knew when she, I saw her grow up. (laughs) Is there a difference? Should men have a different compass and say, Oh man, that's a girl I grew up. I saw grow up around my neighborhood. There's her OnlyFans. I'll watch. <laughs> or should he say, "Nah, I won't watch." This is a this is a very 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 tough 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 subject matter. But they're painting the stepdad. Yeah, she on the free market. She on the open website. <laughs> the stepdaddy's nasty. You know, I mean, 
It's a tough conversation. Is he nasty? Remember, he's not related. I'm, I'm just telling you, he's not related to her. It's a tough, tough conversation, man. I'm telling you. But what he did was he said, oh, shit. Now, he's married to his mom. I'm sorry. He's married to her mom, I'm assuming. And so she's like, I'm going to tell my mama. Does your mama know you are an OnlyFans model? <laughs> right? So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about this. Her mother knows she does OnlyFans. I'm pretty sure she knows. Her mother says, go on, daughter. Go ahead. Spread your legs on the internet and get paid for it. But the only person who can't watch is stepdad. So now when it comes back full circle, they got to look and say, wait a minute, why are you watching my daughter's OnlyFans? <laughs> and he's going to say, she put it out there. <laughs> stepdad, this is a tough conversation. A lot we don't know about. We don't know about it because I don't know when he became a stepdad, when not. I have no idea. Uh, it sounds like she also has a sister involved in it as well. All right, but I listen, for me, man, I don't think, you know, this is why I caution you about being stepdads. Right? <laughs> it's, mom probably cheered it on. Yep, go on and make your money. Mom was the manager. But so she, the mom knows the daughter's busting it wide open on the internet. The mom is watching her for all intents and purposes or looking the other way. Mom is probably seeing the material. How come stepdaddy can't do it? <laughs> this is the tough conversation, but let me tell you, this is going to be a lot going forward. A lot of these issues are going to be coming forward. Employers, pastors, neighbors. Okay, what if it's a neighbor? What if it's a neighbor? Again, again, you guys are going to have to figure this out. I told you about our society. Our society is going left. And we think we can solve these because everybody's chasing a bag. Everybody's chasing the bag. Everybody's like, oh, chase the bag, chase the bag. But then when the repercussions hit your doorstep, everybody wants to go back to, let's go back to what happens in a normal society. What? Okay, the mom approved the OnlyFans for the daughter. The daughter approved getting naked. The stepdaddy probably had no say. The stepdaddy saw her grow up. She started it. She started getting the bag. <laughs> she started having somebody taking care of her. Everybody cheered it on. You go, girl. But then when it hits the doorstep, we want to go back and call people creepy and then get back to morality. Hold up. No, 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 no. Nah, this is karma. This is what happens when you choose the path of the devil. This is what happens when you think, oh, there's no accountability out here. Now they want to put blame on somebody for her being an OnlyFans hooker. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Y'all want to be moral now, but she got an OnlyFans. Where's the morality then? Where's the mom's morality of having her daughter out here because it sounds like the mother knows. Now I just want to have morality now. Oh, uh, the poll is blank? No, it ain't. I see people voted. Now we, now we want to have morality show up. I'm having a tough problem with it. See, I'm very black and white. 
I'm very black and white. Okay, you want to do immoral shit? Immoral consequences. <laughs> There's no rules now. You wanted to go do immoral shit. Now you want to have rules and be able to say, this is like when, this is like when the girl from Bad Barbie, Bad Barbie, at 18, when the clock stroke midnight, she turned 18 and made millions of dollars on OnlyFans. Later saying the dudes that paid her OnlyFans should be thrown in jail. Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm confused. <laughs> you bragging that you made $50 million on OnlyFans of men who probably could not wait for you to turn 18 and legally watch you. They legally watched you. They violated no rules. They made you rich. Is it Bad Baby? Whatever the hell her name is. Bad Barbie. <laughs> so now that you made the money, now the men who bought the subscriptions are creepy and should be punished. This is their, there's an immorality versus morality argument. You can't have it both ways. I, somebody just said that. You can't have it both ways. Pick your lane and stick in it. Yes, your neighbors are watching you. But you're a legal adult. There's no violation. There's, there's no, you can't just say it's morality now. You can't just claim the moral, the moral high ground. I'm the moral high ground. I'm the hooker. I'm I'm the I'm the person giving out the open to the internet. I'm the person giving it out. You have non-relative watching me. Now you want to play the victim? No, nah, hell no. Nah. Somebody said, "Give the money back." Then, yep, give the money back. Give the money back. All the money he gave you, give it back. I bet you she won't do it. Same with bad baby, bad Barbie, whatever the hell her name is. Bad Barbie, bad baby. She like, oh, these guys are creeps. Give the money back. I bet you she won't do it. They ain't that creepy. But this is what happens when you open up the portals of immorality and then you try to look past it as some sort of empowerment. Enjoy your empowerment. Stepdad then seen all up between your legs, all the folds and crevices, the booty hole, all of that. Stepdaddy done seen it, and he's not a relative. So at that point, now, if this was your father, I would say crime. That would be criminal. If this was a blood relative dad, blood relative uncle, blood relative cousin. Okay, now we talking about violation now. We talking about that's hella, hella ridiculous. But he ain't a blood relative. He ain't got no. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, anyway, look. She better get that 55 back. She ain't giving it back. Uh, but just so you know, that's exactly what she did. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Bad, what's his name? Bad Baby? It looks like Bad Baby. Why would she spell it like that? Why would she spell it like that? It says right here, she calls men. <laughs> it's right here. I don't get it. I, I, I'm really confused. But, of course, this is very much a female tactic to use here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, my internet is down. Am I still online? Okay, here it is. Bad Baby says it's creepy that men subscribe to her OnlyFans when she was so young. I mean, 
She said it's creepy. But you, ma'am, I mean, she's not the sharpest knife in the tool in the, in the drawer, man. She's not that sharp. But let me see if I can pull this up. How much she made? Salary OF. Says right here. She sold her OnlyFans statements, and it says she made millions in revenue. Right there. She showed her statements. Let me see if I can pull up the statement. There she is right there. She showed how much she earned from OF. There it is. Million here, million five, 2.3 million, 3.3 million there, 4.6 million, 6 million. This says 18 million. That's her alleged statements right there. And she's showing it, bragging it. She's saying, bitch, I got money. Cash me outside. But then at the same time, right out the side of her neck, the men are creepy because they watch me. <laughs> like, yo, man, you guys, this clown world. Right? All right, like what what lane are you on? What struggle? You want to be the victim or the volunteer? You want to be the volunteer and the victim at the same time? I don't think so. I think I think in this case, I don't feel sorry. She's not the victim. She volunteered and she got got what she got. The chicken came home. The chickens came home to roost. Okay, take that L and keep it moving. <laughs> All right, take stepdaddy's money and keep it moving out here. Marry stepdaddy. I don't know what to tell you. But that's not no, no victim-ish. All right, I got my clips all out of order here. All right, um, but let's get to this main event. Let me clear up any super chats that I missed. All right, uh, let's see here. Is it Jamie? Jamie says, nobody's wrong. The whole family are 304s, all right? There you go right there. Hey, man, hey, let everybody have that smoke. Let everybody have that smoke. Yeah, they all trailer park trash, as far as I'm concerned. Rob Sora says, the step dummy had zero relations to the OnlyFans model. Single moms fail to understand she's an adult and fair game to anybody but the bio father. That's the only person. Now, if this was her father, I would be like, hell no. All right, but he is not related to her. <laughs> he has no accountability for her. That, that ain't his daughter. All right, but it is what it is. Try not to let her be out here showing her her flaps out here, her roast beef flaps. All right. Chris Jericho says, Coach, you are 100% correct. As soon as I got to the club, I was ready to go. All of my friends wanted to stay, and they called me lame when I was like, I'm out of here. Because misery loves company. Misery loves company. I've been one to tell you, and I've been to many, many nightclubs, many bars. I'm going to tell you right now, some some of the most miserable people, miserable people are in nightclubs and bars. They going through some shit. They need to be there. And if they some and, and if they a person that's at the bar every day, there ain't no way that that person ain't miserable. Then they want you to throw your whole life away. Here, throw your life away. Drink this poison. <laughs> right? I'd be like, no, thank you. Get back to the show here. Main event time. Main event. All right, the spirit of fornication. What does the spirit of fornication do? Spirit of fornication. We talk about fornication quite a bit here on this channel. And I'm not going to be one to say, hey, I'm high and mighty. I'm better than you. I don't fornicate. 
And there, because I don't fornicate, you shouldn't fornicate. All right, sex does have an important place in our society. And because we live in a Puritan America, we don't function sexually. We don't handle sex responsibly, right? What we do is we victimize ourselves because of sex. Women tend to be, want to be uh, aroused and horny and flirty. And then they use sex, they have sex, and then they want something extra from it. And then they play victims, right? I didn't get the relationship I wanted. He didn't talk to me no more. He ghosted me. I didn't get the marriage I wanted. He gave me a baby. He owes me the money. He wasn't responsible. We really don't put the onus of responsibility of, of our anatomy. Oh, I was drunk. Ninjas was like, hey, man, I didn't want to have a baby with her, but I skeeted in her guts in the moment. I'm not responsible for that baby. So we don't put the onus where the onus should be. We don't really treat sex. And the people that act like sex ain't happening out here. What? Oh, my God. There's people that aren't getting any sex. And they hear a person had sex. They had sex. What? In most places in the world, it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's like a handshake. Sometimes it's an activity. It's used as cardio. It's used as pleasure. Both people have equal responsibility with the sex. Uh, people are introduced to sexual kind of sexuality way early so that it's somewhat healthy. Okay. And, uh, but in America, we act like, oh, no, sex. It's just a little bit of sex. But nobody wants to take the L with the sex, right? Then there's people having it, and it doesn't bother them. There's people that have it, and it messes up their mentality. There's women that have it with a guy, and they think they were going to get something else, and it was special. That guy just walks the hell off. There's men that get very emotionally attached to women sexually so that their whole life is ruined when that woman leaves them. That's because we're not... We, we're not trained to handle it in a healthy way. We're not trained to handle it in a healthy way because there's a lot of religion and there's a lot of immorality and it's just a bad cocktail. So um, from my position, I'm not one to tell you what you do with your body, but I will tell you a couple things here and show you that, yes, the spirit of fornication can ruin you. It can ruin your life. A lot of men get married to women based on the fact that that woman made herself available sexually. And he'll say, I'll just settle in here because he probably wasn't successful or he's tired of dating. He has dating fatigue. The women are a little bit, you know, holding the peace leave hostage. He gets tired of it. She comes along. She gives him sex. He joins in. I'm going all in. He pushes in the chips. The relationship doesn't work. And that little bit of spirit of fornication costs you dearly. Some men go as far as, hey, this woman swallowed my seed. She the one. And you were a blowjob away from the plantation. She swallowed your suck seed. And all of a sudden, you married her. And then it didn't work out. One of the main reasons was she was the first one to swallow your kids. And it threw you off. It threw you off. You were like, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever made me feel like that. And then you doubled down on stupid. And you picked the wrong chick. Happens. Happens. <laughs> All right, but it happens, and it ruins your life. That one woman, that decision to be with her had long-range consequences. What about uh, the fact that these ninjas right here, remember this guy? Look what she did to my car. Look what she did to my car. I can't stand it, though. I can't stand this bitch. All right. All right, a ninja think he's getting free sex, and all of a sudden there's a hefty payment at the end of it. She burns her car. She burns your sneaker collection in the bathtub. 
right? She takes your kids away from you. <laughs> she kind of ruins you like that. It happens. You're in the spirit of fornication. She made sex available. You took it, and all of a sudden, she blew your car up. It, it happens. Not to everybody, but it happens. Or you're in the spirit of fornication. Samson and Delilah, you tell your deepest, darkest secrets. She holds those secrets until you no longer serve her, and she starts blabbing your business across town. And you're like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have told her. We're going to share a lot of stories like this coming up. Then she uses that against you. Then you're like, hey, man, what's going on here? Well, that's what happens. Blabbermouth, Samson and Delilah, the Delilah spirit. I did a stream on it. You blabbed. You pillow talked. You got comfortable cuddling. She made you feel good. She emptied your ball sack. Now, all of a sudden, you stuck on stupid when both of you guys are sober. See, when you're in lust, you're not sober. Sometimes when you're in lust and you have drugs and alcohol, you're certainly not sober. But after sex, everybody sobers up. This is why they call it come to your senses. That's why they call it coming, because you come to your senses afterwards. The debaucherous, despicable things that you were doing when you were not sober, putting your head between her legs, lapping up mucus like you love it. Yep, she's swallowing your kids. You're doing some nasty things. Now, all of a sudden, you're sober. You, don't, you wonder why you did those things, but, you know, the animal took control of you, and... You made commitments and told secrets and gave her passwords to your Instagram and your safe. And now you stuck on stupid. You came to your senses. All right. Post nut clarity to hit and you came back to animals release. Now you bruise banner again, ninja. All right. But that's that's the power of it. Let me let me take you to some videos to confirm these things. The power. Power of it. <laughs> Yep, he says, uh, yep, you'll find out you don't even like each other anymore. Uh, Cassie's another example of that. Cassie and Diddy, when they were all in lust, everything was good. Now, in hindsight, it's not good anymore. Oh, why did I do these things? I'm embarrassed. Women have embarrassment after sex. They're very, very um, uh, conscious about and insecure about things. And so, in ways, they're embarrassed. And um, after a while, once they think about it, they think about the amount of men that have entered their body. It's a very, very, very intimate thing to do, especially Roski. So they think about it, and they think about it. And what is he thinking? What did he think? And how did he do it? And I enjoyed it. Was it any good? Did I get anything from it? Hmm, I feel a certain way. Days and weeks and months go by, and then she'll be like, years. And she'll be like, well, I didn't get what I wanted out of it. And now it's time to wreck somebody. Somebody getting wrecked, <laughs> right? So you, it is a very, very important thing especially if she's immature about it, but you don't know until it's too late. All right, let me show you this real quick. Mike Tyson, everybody knows Iron Mike Tyson, right? This is an example of how, um, how fornication, the spirit of fornication can ruin you. Let me get my clip set up right here. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, Iron Mike Tyson, once the most feared man on the planet, the baddest man on the planet, all right? He was a undersized heavyweight, but had extreme power, and he could knock a ninja out in seconds. But he faced a person who, uh, for all intents and purposes, was a heavy underdog. underdog. In fact, he lost this fight, and um, he lost it to somebody nobody expected. It was, at the time, the, the uh, biggest upset in sports history. Now, let's go back to... The night before, 
Mike Tyson's going to tell you what he was doing. Here we go right here. There's Iron Mike Tyson there. Fair use. Now, he said, y'all had girls dancing. What he said? Mike Tyson and I were in Japan. We basically stayed up all night partying yeah. with 12 Japanese girls. And yes, yes. Bobby, Bobby's a good multiplier, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it was just me, Mike. I kept telling Mike, you need to go to sleep and He's get some lying. sleep. He's lying. Stop lying, Bobby. Come he on. said, you need to get now. some oh, yeah, sleep right. for the fight tomorrow. Well, he can have all the girls, right? I get some sleep before he can have them all. Huh? Right, right. He said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so they're laughing. This is a Vlad TV. I think this is a Vlad TV interview, uh, Fair Use. But what, what they're describing was he only said he was lying that Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown was the person that he was with. They were in Japan for the fight. It was a very, they didn't even promote this fight very heavily. And, um. Bobby Brown says that they were with 12 Japanese girls. Now, here's the thing. He said he's lying about the fact that Bobby Brown told him to go home and get some sleep before the fight. But let's read something. Let's read something. Right here. It says right here, Tyson barely even trained for the fight with Don King having to pull him out of public sparring sessions after just one round when his partner, Greg Cage, started to make him look silly. Down here, it says right here, he decided to train in a slightly less orthodox style. He said, besides having sex with the maids, I was seeing this young Japanese girl who I had sex with the last time I was in Japan. Rob and his wife would go out shopping and I would go downstairs to go back, uh, uh, back to the back of the hotel where this young girl had a room. So that was my training for Douglas. Tyson arrived in the Far East, a mere 30 pounds overweight. Even the, biz, even the businessman, uh, King bet his cash cow would not be on weight for the fight. He says here, the day before the fight, I also had two maids at the same time and then two more girls, one at a time, the night before the fight. He also says, he also says, here, and I quote, I quote, I quote, I quote. Let me find the quote here, and I'll attempt to read it. He says, I was effing those Japanese girls like I was eating grapes. You thought I was Caesar. You thought it was Caligula when I was out there in Japan. Okay. <laughs> and he depleted his energy. And it resulted in the greatest upset in boxing history. Not only that, he was having troubles with his wife at the time, Robin Givens, who everybody thought was a big gold digger, and that was the case. All right, and then Mike Tyson ended up looking like Willie Lump Lump. All right, Mike Tyson lost his first professional fight. He did not train. He did not go in focused, and he left look like Willie Lump Lump. Now, I'm a big Mike Tyson fan. And in fact, his trainers, his trainers didn't even bring the supplies that they needed for the fight, thinking that there was going to be a first round knockout. Okay. And he lost the heavyweight championship of the world. As a result of that, his life continued to spiral. And he had an encounter with a young woman, 18 year old model, Desiree Washington. She says that he assaulted her, graped her, and then he went to prison. All of that 
uh, started in his life the day he lost and was having multiple Japanese girls popping them off like grapes. It started there. Ended with him in prison. Now, all of these events could have happened if he would have won the fight. We don't know. But definitely did destroy his life. It destroyed his life. It took it on another path, another direction. The example was he didn't stay focused. He didn't stay focused. He started to not respect his life in the way that it got there where he got to the training, right? He trained, he worked hard, he got to the pinnacle of his career, and he said, you know what? The day before the fight, I'm going to fornicate as much as I can and thus, you know, deal with a woman in, the, in a marriage and then thus down the line, it ended up there. Anyway, he definitely was blowing off coccyxes. It Was it worth it? He was blowing out coccyx. All right, was it worth it? Ask yourself. This is just an example. It's just an example. It's not going to happen to everyone, but you have to pay attention to some of these details. And he admits these things, just so you know. He admits these things. All right, another thing here. Let's, let's take it to the biblical part. We'll use a little bit of Bible. What does the Bible say about fornication? And the ability to control it. Remember, I've said, Adams 3.16 says, you're not a man until you can turn down sex. You're not a man because you get sex. You're a man when you can turn it down and stay focused on what you need to do. You will find that as you are getting this focus, as you are heading in the right direction, as you are heading on your path, you will find that it's almost easier to get sex than it was when you were trying. Some reason women know they can smell it. He's on the path to success. He's focused. They will tempt you as much as possible with intimacy more than ever. It will be the easiest thing you would ever accomplish in your life. And you're going to be like, damn, right when I'm focused, right when I might get a girlfriend that I love, right when I'm on my right path, right when I know what I want to do, right when I commit to staying focused, here come the broads. Here they come because they can smell it. Then they'll bump you off. All you need is love and let's make a commitment. Let's go all the way. Let me do this. And they'll start distracting you with pussy. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's the craziest thing. And then your job is to be able to have enough discipline to be able to say, I'm a man, I can turn it down. They'll be shocked that you're turning it down because most of the men they deal with can't turn it down. Here's another Adams 316. The only way a woman can control you is through sex. Without that, she can't control you. She has no power over you. She doesn't have power over Debo. Debo. The only way a woman can truly control you is through sex. If she lost that ability to have sex, there could nothing she can nothing she could do. She can't beat you up. She can't drag you. She can't drag you by the ear. She can't trip you up. She can't make you commit. She can't have babies on your account. The only way she can control you is through sex. If you exhibit that you can not be controlled by her sex, you got power over her. That's the only way she could get it. All right. I got some more. We'll take it to the Bible. They get mad. You turn them down for sex, women get mad. Like, how dare you? Even your wife will get mad at you. Your wife will get mad at you. She will withhold sex from you. You will beg. She will say, nope. Power. Then, when she's ready, she was like, okay, I'm ready. Uh, take your pants down. And you'll say, nope. 
She'll, she'll call you gay. She'll call you stupid, dumb, you can't last, shrimp, slimy dick. She'll call you everything in the world. You puss, ninja, you must be a gay. You reading rainbow, you taking up the Duke shoot, something wrong with you, you can't get it up. That's because the only power she has over you is sex. That's it. The minute you go, yep, and then she'll cheat. Well, I'll go give it to somebody else. You push me into his arms. Why? Because you didn't hold me. You didn't have sex. You didn't have sex when I wanted. Now, when she didn't have sex when you wanted it, none of those things happened. If you went out and cheated, she'd divorce your ass to kingdom come. <laughs> right? For real. Or she'll suggest you cheating on her if you turn her down. Well, what's wrong? I'm turning you down. It's that simple. No for you. You get none. All right, I'm the power position here. I tell you when you get it. You don't tell me when I get it. I tell you when you get it. First of all, you don't dictate how, how I have sex. You think you do, but you don't. So you don't get to tell me when you're ready. You don't get to tell me when I get the pleasure myself through you. That's control on her part. She gets to say when you get to empty your balls or not. Well, I don't feel like it, so go ahead and stay over there with blue balls. Okay, honey. And then she comes up. Okay, I'm ready for you. All right, here you go. And you're supposed to, <laughs> okay. Now, you don't dictate that because I live long enough without you to be able to pleasure myself. You certainly aren't going to start doing it because I'm in a relationship. But some of y'all ninjas ain't standing on business, huh? Yeah. I tell you when I get to empty these balls. And if you tell me no, I go find it somewhere else. <laughs> That's the rules. Live with it. If you don't want to live with it, go ahead out there. <laughs> That's the power. That's the power. But some of y'all ninjas is weak like this for some reason or another. What does the Bible say here? What does the Bible say right here? It says right here. Uh, hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, it says right here, flee from sexual immorality. Remember, I'm an immoral person, so I'm not talking about me. Flee for... Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immorality person sins is against his own body. You're committing a sin against your own self. It's one of the only sins that you commit against yourself. Most everything else, most everything else is committed against others outside of you. You're the only one to commit that against you. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry. You idolize women's sexual anatomy. The, her, her peace leave is your God. Her peace leave is your false idol. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And things like this, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do these such things will not inherit the kingdom of, the kingdom of God. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now, I want you to notice that most of the time, sexual immorality also is accompanied by idolatry, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension. Do you notice that when you're immoral sexually and not in control, that 
drunkenness, division, envy, jealousy, strife, fits of anger, rivalry. Do you know that that comes along with sex? It comes along with it. It's, a, it, it, it's automatic. As soon as you start dealing with women and you're not under control, guess what also comes with it? Just because you did not control your libido. Isn't that crazy? Now, here's guys. So, no juco. Did I say that? <laughs> We're talking about controlling and disciplining yourself. Again, do not follow me as the moral compass. I'm an immoral person at this point. All right, I'm not the moral compass. You missed that part, but clean the wax out of your ears. I'm not talking from the pulpit here. I'm just giving you instructions on how to discipline your life. Put what first? You first. Sex is not first. Woman is not first. When I'm ready, I'll go to the JUCO. When I'm not ready, when I'm not focused, the JUCO don't control me. The JUCO don't control me. Pussy don't control me. But I, when I'm ready for some, I know where to go get it. That's discipline. You see? That's discipline. And I also understand what comes with it. So I'm not surprised when a woman burned down my car. Well, what she did to my car? What the piss is in my car? I can't stand it, though. I can't stand it, bitch. You see? What this You see? That's the difference. So I know, I vet, I keep certain women away when I say I don't deal with strags. That's me preventing sexual immorality. Uh, when I say uh, this dude right here, when I say the macking and the pimping is low form of lifestyle. It's a low life form. Okay, it's not a high life form. When I say look at this type of woman and she looks on the outside like a certain thing, that's me preventing sexual immorality because most of the time she a demon. She don't even regard her life in a well space. She's reckless with her own body. So why would I let my body be in contact with her body? When I tell you to vet, when I tell you to stop picking up on obese witches and stop dating witches, people that don't even care for themselves enough to present themselves in the best light forward, that's a part of control. That's a part of control. That's a part of taking control command of the situation and not letting the spirit guide you i guide the spirit i dictate as much as i possibly can and i also know what comes with it so if i deal with a woman and she act up she start acting up i go well it ain't her fault it's my fault that's my l if i knock a broad up oh damn i should have known she didn't trap me i got caught up in the spirit you see what I mean? This is what I, uh, uh, other people will tell you, don't fornicate at all and retain all semen. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to tell you what to do with Joe Johnson, but I'm going to tell you, you better get it into control. You better get it under control because after a while, Ninja, you keep doubling down on stupid. It's going to catch up to you. <laughs> he said, play that again. All right, I'll play it again. What was he doing to my car? What the piss is in the car? Oh, I can't stand it, though. I can't stand this bitch. What's this <laughs> All right, uh, let's take you to some more. We breaking it down like a fraction. Dan Bilzerian, another guy who's known to be fraternizing and once claimed to have intimacy nine times a day. Let's pull up Dan. 
Let's, let's pull up Dan. Let's see what he says about this. And after a while, guys, you have a lot of sex. It's, it's great. It's great because you'll find out that all of these women got the same peach lead. Some women are just making it more available than others. Let me see if I can pull up some Dan Bilzerian pictures. Why is this uh, popping up on my screen? Hold on for a second. Now, Dan Bilzerian, he once said that he has sex nine times a day. All right. Um, but I don't know how many days that was. It certainly probably is not in a row and not consistent. But this is Dan Bilzerian, uh, internet, uh, internet uh, sensation. And his lifestyle always shows him solo around a lot of women. Some of these women, you know, plastic kind of Barbie-ish and, you know, Monaco hookers and whatever you want to call them. Um, and for young men, this could be goals, right? You'd be like, I would love that. I would love this life. All right, this he lives the best life ever. And listen, I can't argue with it. It probably is a very good life. All right, but then he's going to tell you, though, that there's consequences to this life. All right, there's consequences to this life. Oh, the picture just came in clear. You know, it sound, this sounds good. This sounds good for me for about two weeks, right? Two weeks, and I would probably be done. I couldn't probably listen to any of these girls anymore. I'd be like, everybody get away. I'm, I'm very much a off and on person. When I'm on, I'm on. When I'm off, I'm off. I, I like to just go back in my cave, right? When I want female company, I want female company, which is like probably an hour and a half. I'm done with most female company. Um, when, I'm, when I want female company, I want it. When I don't want it, I don't want nobody in sight. I'm like, get everybody get away. That's kind of how I am. All right, and he said three days max. Yeah, I, I, it, to me, it's after a while, it's, there's not much benefit to them. Like, they don't say much. They don't do much. They don't offer much. Much of it is, hey, come get some more of this puss. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, let's go. There's not much they're going to offer you, especially if you're, you know, higher thinking, higher elevated, higher status. Like, there's not much. Okay, you available for another romp? Okay, come on. Uh, this is Dan Bilzerian. Let's see what he says right here about his lifestyle. All right, I'm going to have to actually refresh this. Yes. Here it is right here. You said sleeping with tons of women hurts your soul. How so? Um, it just draws on you, man. Like, it's just eventually you get in the spot where you're, like, dating all these women, and it's like they all want part of you or your time or whatever, and so you get, like, pulled. And you said, uh, I unfortunately didn't have that happiness from within. I didn't like being alone. Well, I think I was giving advice to guys in there. I was saying... You know, the healthy option is to be, like, happy on your own where you don't need anybody. That's really the answer. It's just a hard place to get to, and I was certainly not at that place. Um, Are you today? I would say I'm pretty close. Yeah, I don't, like, need anybody right now. All right, and so a lot of people will hear that and say he's bitter hurt, his soul is tortured, and women, oh, you just need one person. Love is the answer. I don't think love is the answer for him, uh, but uh, people will say that and use that as a cop to push them that way. But I think what he needs is control. He doesn't have it under control. Thus, he's finding himself uh, having his soul being abused. And he's right. Now, that was what he was talking about that day. The next day, he could be back with the hoes again and fulfilling his, um, fulfilling his every need and having them massage his feet and his balls and his, his chin, right? He could be back there, but it sounds like he doesn't have it under control. But what I will tell you is, what I will tell you is, He's understanding money, energy, attention, and time. For a man to understand this, and I know content creators are now using this and mixing up the words, stealing from old CGA. 
money, energy, attention, and time. He sees the money. He's achieved it in whatever way he's achieved it. He's also looking at the amount of energy the woman takes from you. A lot of women believe, and they're going to fight me on this one. Women do not give men energy at all. Now, she might inspire you, and she might be the reason why you go to work, but she is an energy receiver. She also receives just about everything. She receives gifts. She receives Masa Johnson in her mouth and or when she's lying on her back, she's the receiver. Most women deplete men's energy, if not all. This is just a case. I know people are going to be like, this is not true. I posted this on my Instagram saying this on Fresh and Fit. No, men, women give men energy. No, they don't. Okay, what does a man look like after he fornicates with you? What does he look like? Does he get up and start mopping? Does he get up and start saying, I feel super ambitious? Does he get up and run a lap? Does he get up and start doing push-ups? Does he get up immediately and go for a second round? Nope. He be out there laid out, stretched out like a lion. Out. Gone. Energy gone. Immediately gone after he busts that nut. Done. That's called draining energy. Before he busted that nut, that ninja was growling and roaring and pushing and shoving and holding legs up. Now, all of a sudden, his muscles are contracted to the point where this ninja want to go to sleep, sleep. <sighs> Drolling. So, men, women give men energy? I doubt it. Now, what is she doing? Soon as you get in there and you fill her up, she up walking around. She up there doing laundry and fixing sandwiches. She didn't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he want to go to sleep, sleep. He don't want to be touched. He don't want to be talked to. Nothing. That's called draining energy. And if he does this multiple times, next morning, he probably ain't going to get up and go to work. Okay, so they are the receivers of our energy. Most women know this, that, you know, once they're dealing with a guy, it's not about her pleasure. She's receiving your energy. She likes that. She likes the attention you're giving her. She likes that you're taking all this frustration out and, and blowing backs out and pushing and shoving and throttling and holding up and holding yourself up in push-up position and playing. She receiving all of that. She like, wow. That's great for her. That's the receiving of energy versus the depletion of energy. Soon as you finish up, yep, she's staring at you, playing with your taco meat on your chest. She drawing lines around you. She, throwing, she drawing hearts with her finger on your shoulder. Right? She up. Hmm. She making plans to go on vacation and dinners and dates. She up. She like, wow. <laughs> Not, and then and then if she swallow your kids, she's like, chips ahoy. Then just she ready to go. She running around, mopping the floor. That's the receiving of energy versus the giving of energy. It's the succubus mentality. So anybody that says women give energy to men, what, what world are you living in? What world are you living in? The attention. Dan Bilzerian's talking about the amount of attention and time it took to be able to have access to these women. Right? And he's saying, hmm, that actually is not what I wanted. This is why some men pay women to leave. I don't want to give the attention and time and energy to her afterwards. I want her to leave. Well, what he was doing was he was filling his void and his, he, his lack of control, and he was managing these women. 
He's managing them, managing expectations, managing desires, managing who's next, managing jealousy. Remember the Bible said, managing the orgy, the orgy, managing uh, jealousy, managing expectations. This is all energy. And he's like, I don't like it. Let's go back and let's go back and read the scripture again. Then look at what he said. Then look at the picture and see where he found the problem. He was like, this is too much. I'm going to go back and read the scripture. Uh, where's the scripture? It says right here. Now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, witchcraft, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you're not a Christ follower, how about this? Instead of saying the kingdom of God, how about they say you will not inherit your purpose? You will not fall in line with your goals. You will be bumped off of your mission. You will be knocked off of your throne. Is it making sense? Is the, the, it says it right there. The scripture says it right there. And then we'll see what Dan says. You can't inherit the kingdom of God. Even Mike Tyson said after this, he said, I think God was mad at me because I thought I was bigger than God. Let me read what exactly Mike Tyson said. This is all kind of coming together. You cannot inherit what you supposed to inherit if you out here in immorality all the time. Now, again, use your own judgment and discipline. I'm not telling you what to do. We're just telling you where your path and purpose, your number one is. What's your number one mission out here? Uh, where's the article? It says where Mike Tyson says right here. <clears throat> and again, I'm not a, I'm not a God devil person here but i'm just letting you know here it is right here i knew that god didn't pick on any small animal oh, hold on for a second that's not the one he's talking about the japanese timekeeper it says right here minor animals don't get god upset god has to keep the big animals in check so they won't get lofty on their thrones i was just laying on my bed and i thought that i had become so big that god was jealous of me that was after he was defeated. I had gotten so big that God had become jealous of me. Therefore, what happened? He had to knock you off that throne. He had to knock you off that throne. That, that's just him talking. This is not me talking. Man, I'm not, this is not my, my realm. But I believe this is also what I teach about. Money, energy, attention, and time. Staying on your path and purpose. This is all the same. Whether you're a Christian, a Bible believer, you believe in Allah, Whoever, most high, it's all the same. He got bumped off his mission through what? Galatians 5, 19 through 21. He got humble. And that's how you do it. You get hum humble. All right, had to go sleep, sleep in order to prove it. Let's go back to what Dan Bilzerian was saying. Listen to him now and see if it makes sense to you. Um, he's talking about his soul. It drained you his soul. It drained his soul. Money, energy, attention, and time. It drained his soul. 
money, energy, attention, and time. Okay? Sleeping with tons of women hurts your soul. How so? Um, it just draws on you, man. Like, it's just eventually you get in the spot where you're, like, dating all these women, and it's like they all want part of you or your time or whatever, and so you get. There it is. You see that? See, this is the stuff. I don't pay, coach. He's even saying I had to pay with time. It drained my soul. So the, the guys that keep saying I don't pay, but you idolize puss so much that you can't see it, even he has women just laying there saying, come get it, daddy. And it still drained him. Daddy. It still drained him. It drained his time and his soul. He was like, man, I'm lost. Like pulled. And you said, uh, I unfortunately didn't have that happiness from within. I didn't like being alone. Well, I think I was giving advice to guys in there. I was saying, you know, the healthy option is to be like happy on your own. There it is. That's the healthier option. Some other people are going to say, no, just find you one good woman. I can't subscribe to that because sometimes y'all pick the wrong one. But if you're not happy with yourself first, you certainly aren't going to find happiness through sex and women. It's not. I just think it's a fun outlet for people who can control it. If you can't control it or you're looking for something special out of it and you want to marry and you want to give a woman to lay with you monogamous, then just don't, don't do it. You got to be happy with yourself first. And he's even saying, I wasn't even happy with myself, even, even nine times a day. Where you don't f need anybody. That's really the answer. It's just a hard place to get to, and I was certainly not at that place. Um, Are you today? I would say I'm pretty close. Yeah, I don't, like, need anybody right now. All right, and so he doesn't need anybody right now, right? And so this is a guy that looks like he's living the man's dream, the male dream. The male dream. I can have it anytime I want, um, and uh, it still is not enough. Now, for men, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, let's see here. What do I suggest? What do you suggest, coach? What's the solution? <laughs> okay. There used to be a thing called sowing your wild oats. Some people are going to disagree with this. All right, so let me just show you Dan Bilzerian here now bragging about it's, he explains the secret to having sex nine times in one day. I don't think this is a consistent thing. This is probably a one-off, maybe a, an occasional thing, but there's the same guy. But, you know, that succubus energy definitely does get to you. He realized, like, damn, I wasn't able to do nothing else. But what do I suggest? Here's the thing. First of all, monk mode is your secret to your success. All right, we do have the uh, Napoleon Hill sexual transmutation. I believe in this. Uh, soul ties, I believe in this. But they're also is sowing your wild oats, meaning that the things that you want to accomplish most of the time that are difficult for you, one of the reasons it's difficult is because you haven't arrived at a point where women will make it available to you. You haven't arrived there. So you're looking for this as a solution. If I can just get women, if I can get one woman and be with her a lot, if I can get multiple women, have an orgy, a threesome, whatever these goals are, I often tell you, knock yourself out. <laughs> knock yourself out. If you can get it under control, you're going to find out, and it doesn't wreck your life. If you can do it, I say go for it. Now, not everybody's going to tell you to do this because they're going to be like, oh, I got to hold myself responsible. The Christians are going to go crazy. Knock yourself out, ninja. And I hope one day you figure it out that that wasn't the answer. 
<laughs> okay. I hope you figure out because if you don't, there's a lot of ninjas stuck at 35 and 40 still stuck like this. I hope you figure out before it destroys you that that ain't it. Sex is great. It's a great recreation. It's great fun and whatnot. If you can get it under control, knock yourself out, ninja. Take a couple thou wow, go to Japan, pop them Japanese girls off like grapes. Ninja, I hope you have fun. Then after you finish, you're going to find out real fast that there's more to life than that. You might even find out that you can't control it, that you idolize women. And that's the most important thing in your life. A lot of ninjas are stuck right there, defining themselves by their Johnson. And that's sad. Or you'll end up in prison. You'll end up a Me Too case. You'll end up with that shit wrecking your life. It's, but it ain't going to be a situation where you're going to say, this completed my mission. <laughs> it ain't going to be that. You're going to have fun. And, and about a week later, you won't be able to feel the same feeling you were feeling when you were pleasuring yourself. It ain't going to be there. That's the sad part about it. Another sad part about intimacy with women is most of it is you don't remember it. <laughs> That's the sad part. You can only remember that you did it, but you can't get that feeling back. You can't get that wet on your whistle back. Most of the time, you completely miss it, and it's a foggy memory with them five strokes you put in, all right? And you didn't do nothing. All you did is huff and puff and push and shove for two and a half minutes, gave her five strokes at tops. Most of it was unenjoyable because you was trying to prevent yourself from busting too early, and you didn't even get to enjoy it. That's the sad part about it. You was like, damn, you couldn't even be like, this is great because you like, I hope I don't bust in 25 seconds. And so you. <laughs> that's you for the first minute and 30 seconds. Then you was like, all right, I got to go ahead and then roar. You don't even remember what happened. You <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> You didn't even get the savor, the flavor. You didn't even get to put a little bit on your tongue. You didn't even get to enjoy the damn thing. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the spirit of fornication, right? You don't even get to enjoy it while you're enjoying it. All you get is I did it. All right. You get the results of feeling great and paralyzed by getting an orgasm, but you don't even get to enjoy the minute that you in there. Ninja thinking of baseball scores. Thinking of they granny, thinking of everybody else to prevent them a bus. <laughs> sad part about it, but that's the sad true about it. It's an out-of-body experience. You don't even get to feel it. A week later, you had it, and you can't even say what it was, what it felt like, what you were doing, what you looked like, or nothing. But knock yourself out. Just don't let it control you. Anyway, I hope you got these lessons today. Again, I'm not speaking for my moral high ground. Um, it is what it is out here. Oh, one more thing. The power of it is says some, some World Cup teams ban sex before games, even though science says it may help performance on the field. It says other teams, however, are in favor of pregame sex. Uh, there, I have known teams and athletes say that um, that when they go on a mission, they tell their team to not have sex before the cup, even if they're married. Even if they're married, they'll be like, don't have any with your wife because they want them somewhat more focused. I will say that I can, I can understand that. Some people can help. Uh, the Olympic Village is, learned, is known as a big orgy. 
I say orgy on purpose. When they go to the Olympics and the athletes stay in the Olympic Village, they say the, um, in, what is not the endorphins, the pheromones are so high that all they do is have orgies. Now, it's changed because we live in a kind of a weird world now where sexual assault is kind of on the table and women can come out with false reports. So people are really, really crazy. But they say, yeah, boxers too. But they say the pheromones are so high when they get all of these alpha athletes, male and female, the top athletes, the top physiques, the top-looking people. Most of these people are the top. They're peak performers. Ninja, they they about their purpose. They say it's just a a giant orgy, and they have to put out so many condoms <laughs> to prevent to prevent all the STIs because these are the top people in the in the world athletic wise. They're peak performers, and they like they just be going at it like jackrabbits, right? It's crazy, and there's no hey, I got a girlfriend, I got a wife. There's none of that. It's all nature biology. It's all top top of the performance. So. Uh, I was like, damn, that's what I missed out by not being an Olympian. All right. Yeah, there you go. Not not the gold medal. I missed out on the orgy. That, that's what tells you what controls you. All right. Anyway, let me get to these super chats, man. Look, blessings to y'all. I got some more to report on later on this evening. It's Thursday evening. Ling Ling. Th- it is takeout Thursday and definitely got uh, my peanut coming over. She going to handle, handle business and. We're going to handle it in the duty of control here. Here we go right here. Let me get her. Let me get her going. All right. Yeah. Take out Thursday. Yeah. Where them girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fornication. Okay. Yeah. Boy. Where? Why was I not invited to this? I needed to be invited to this right here. Ninja getting back serious about it. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Here we go. Takeout Thursday, man. Take us out with the Takeout Thursday. Tell us what to do right here. Come on, girls. Get it together. We love it here. It's your day. It's your day. It is your day out here. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. That's that's what we doing today right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Plan B going to work on her. Definitely right there. Plan B working on her. These girls getting plan B out there. All right. We celebrate. We celebrate. Anyway. <laughs> Why wasn't I not invited to that party? Looked like UC Irvine. Definitely looked like a University of California school system out there. Do me a favor. Hit the like button as you exit this stream. We're going to hit these super chats. Oh, man. Hmm. Did I get Robert Sorry, I'm going to say it again. It says right here, that step dummy has zero relations to the OnlyFan model. Single moms fail to understand she's an adult and fair game to anyone but the biological father. I agree. I agree, man. I'm like, dude, if he had relationship to the daughter, maybe. But fair game. It's, is it creepy? Yep. But it ain't wrong. All right. Shout out to Jake Wish says, uh, this why you shouldn't remarry ladies he says it's divided loyalties stepdad wanted to clap stepdaughter's cheeks for a while sadly enough uh be careful about picking men in your life i always tell men if a woman if a woman has a children and she has a daughter i'm automatically out on that one all right it's not because i can't control myself it's because there's a that's just too much shit that can go through uh wrong there and i ain't with the shit dj says coach 
I bet any money she no longer she's no longer with the Chad that messed up her tailbone. That's y'all's future wife, wife right out there. Shout out to you. No, she's not. All right. Steven Russell says, Coach Prefer Preacher. Why can't I talk? Coach Preacher Prophet King. As soon as I had enough of my ex, she lost her mind. She lost her mind. And uh, there's some other great videos I want to show you in relationship to that. Uh, where two women had tried to uh, play a trick on a guy, said that they were done with the relationship, and when he didn't fight it, he walked away. She got mad. Reginald Flair, coach, I need the source for the burning car video. <laughs> I think I deleted it. But uh, somebody burned up his donk, and he was mad. Robert Sawyer says, when you control your appetite, you'll win. Society sells peace leave to keep weak men controlled. He says, your greatest successes happen outside the bedroom. Happens outside the bedroom. Not a lot of men are ready for that maturity. All right. I don't measure myself based on, you know, um, my lifestyle with women and dating and marriage. I, I once did. It once was important to me. It's not. There's way more important things than women. But I also found that when I had this lifestyle, women seemed to be way easier. Dealing with them. Getting them seemed to be way easier. When I put all my attention on them or trying to please them and make them happy, it seemed like pulling teeth. <laughs> it seemed like pulling teeth. Like I'm trying to make my wife happy and trying to make the women in my life happy and focusing on them. It seemed like it was pulling teeth. Soon as I got in my zone and I was like, man, I don't care about this shit. Here they come. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And it's one of the reasons why Chad and Tyrone wins early with women. If you want to know why Chad and Tyrone, Pookie and Ray Ray, win with women, because they catch a lot of hell in this space. The reason why they win with women is because early in their life, they realize what it took you to realize at 34, 40, 45 they already realized women really ain't shit when it comes to what they got going on. Now, that's because they were born that way or they had available women. They had three women, women throwing themselves at them. He realized it. He was like, they realized this at 16. When they sent the girl that had no business messing with Chad back to the streets, she came over. She tried to tempt Chad. Chad came in pushed her face in the pillow, throttled her, kicked her to the curb, and she back crying on your punk-ass shoulder. I can't believe he did this to me. And you're like, I would never do anything like this to you, honey. If I was with you, you'd be my sun and moon and the stars and the quasars because you just want her. You don't get her. He already figured it out. Here's another one. Bang, bang. Next, next. Bang, bang. He already figured it out. That's why he can do what he does and properly discard them, put them in their place, go back focusing on what they were doing. The streets, they life, they career, they job. Okay, here's another one. Bang. Okay, next. <laughs> he figured it out at 16. It took you to age 28, 30, 35, 40. It took you a divorce. It took you a disease, a pregnancy, child support, a failed marriage, a, a, a sexless marriage. <laughs> Then you realize, damn, they really ain't shit out here, are they? Nope. 
Yep, they really replaceable. There's another one that took you to run through 50 women and still be out here chasing 50 more. Then you got 50 more women in bed and you still starving out here. Come on, man. Figure it out, bro. Figure it out. Still ain't got nothing to your name. 50 strags and you still out here starving and thirsty. (laughs) Ain't much difference than the next one. 51 ain't going to satisfy you. Neither is 70. Neither is 100. You still going to be out here. Damn Bill Vazarian figured it out. Like, damn. (laughs) What? Anyway. It's going to be just another piece of tail. All right. That's how I look at it. All right. Here we go. Another piece of tail. Here we go. Let me get it. All right. Here we go. Gone on home. Here's a couple here. Take this fifth little toy. He's gone away. All right. So I can go back to doing what I was doing. <laughs> All right. But you out here campaigning and chasing these girls around like they're going to change, make a difference in your life. You trying to build your business. Girl, coach, you can help one build your business. Shut your horny ass up. That's your horniness talking. You just want her around so you can just pluck on her when you're ready. You can build your business. What's she going to do? Be your secretary? She the best secretary I got because I got my Johnson and I got her under dick control. Man, would you shut up? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, help you build your business working as an administrative assistant. She know all your secrets to your bank account. And she, like, what? You ready to get folded up. You ready to get, did you just wait? <laughs> then when she tell and blabber all your business because you don't give her what she really want, you're going to be looking stupid. Because this going to happen. <laughs> you just horny. You just want to keep a woman around so you can just have access to her in between you building your business up together. What's she going to do to help you build your business that you can't hire somebody off the street, a granny that's 45. Get this old granny in here to do exactly what this broad doing. And I don't want to bang on her. Go ahead, man. Do my, do my books, do my books. Mm. <laughs> All right, man. I'll be hearing some wild ass shit out here. I'll be hearing some wild shit, man. She going to run my camera for my blog. Bruh, you can hire a ninja that can do the camera work. Hire an ugly broad so you can focus on making your bro- your vlogs. <laughs> and then when you want some punani, go get the punani from her. You don't need to mix business and pleasure. I don't understand these philosophies, man. And trust me, it ain't that I can't. It just don't make no damn sense. And trust me, I've been there, done that. <laughs> All right, I done tried that shit. All right, it don't work. It's a big-ass distraction. Let me hire this Ling Ling to do my books. And I got the Ling Ling that's going to park the Red Sea. The pink one, at least. All right, anyway. Did I get Ghost J? I did. Blessings, Coach. This is the episode right here. And he says, Coach, every time I, I'm truly focused, they distract. They come out of the woodworks. All right. <laughs> Ninja said, but Coach is free. Exactly. She's working for me for free. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Dr. Thunder says, not for the gold medal, but for the orgy, indeed. Yep, that's how dude's thinking. Oh, what, they got orgies down there? Oh, I should have been an Olympian. (laughs) Wait a minute, you want to be an Olympian to have orgies. That shows you your mind is messed up. 
Your mind is screwed. How about being an Olympian for getting gold medals? All right, but now, starving ass ninjas. I tell you, man, starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Shout out to, uh, uh, oh, how far am I back on this one? Let me see. I got Sizzle. I got one, two, three, four, five. Wow. Holy mackerel. Um, no government. They says I used to work at a jail for people with special needs. I've seen people perform self-mutilation and talk to themselves. And I've seen guys get transferred from other jails that had special needs. This is a long ass one. He says when we would uh, sit in the room. Okay. Home right there. All right. He's saying the therapist would give these people head meds. Once I once told the therapist that that guy was lying about everything he told her. And her response was, I know, but by law, if he says that he's going to murk himself, then she has to medicate him because she will be held responsible if something actually happened, if anything happens to him. At that time, the therapist had been working there for 30 years and just using common sense, she has given medication to hundreds of men who are playing crazy so that they don't have to go back to the jail they came from. So there you go right there. So again, she wasn't solving the problem. She was just using personal liability. Is that is that fair to qualify for mental health treatment? <laughs> because who, who has the power there? Who has the power? I know I can get out of accountability. I claim, because... I, listen, I, I, the sad part is uh, there's some people that know that if they say certain things, they'll get certain treatment, i.e. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, uh, Prince, another example. People know how to manipulate doctors, and they'll, they'll doctor shop, they'll therapist shop, and what they'll do is say, okay, I know what to say to get whatever I need to. Okay, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to, I want extra time on tests. So then people go into these people. They know what to say. Doctor writes them, boom. Is this mental health treatment? Mm. This the mental health y'all bragging about? I mean, that, that sounds like a messed up situation. Kevin says salami control plus discipline allows you to identify toxic women before you even cold approach. Facts. This is what we're talking about. Because the cold approach just say indiscriminately run out there. But when you have discipline, you'll be like, not that one. <laughs> Somebody said, Googled it, Googled it, Googled it. Caitlin says, sex in a marriage needs to be on the men's term. When sex is on a man's term, both he and women benefit. When it's on women's term, only she benefits. Um, did I have a video that talked about that? Oh yeah, I did. Where the woman said, and I quote, she says, I don't go more than 48 hours. She said her and her husband don't go more than 48 hours without intimacy. Now I want you to think about this. This is great, but this does not solve the problem. It's great. She said, because if you go more than 48 hours, you get, you get dissension, poutiness. She says, if you stay within 48 hours, you will find that you're on one accord, you're meshed, you're pointed in the right direction. People seem to see, be satisfied. Now, but what is she using sex for? Not for her own pleasure. She's using it 
to manage her marriage, which again, it's fair, but it tells you where things are in a marriage. It's fair. It's nice, but she's not using it for intimacy. Women don't need it for pleasure. When they want it for pleasure, they can get it. But she's using it to make sure her husband's happy, which is pity or duty sex. She's using it to make sure she has a happy home and this and that. But, but, but just understand that, that that's what she's saying. If you read between the lines, it's somewhat weird. But that's how people manage in sex and marriage. It is weird. And there's another point that I was going to make to, um, to, to add to that. Oh, another point is a lot of wives will. A lot of wives will say, I didn't feel like it, but once I did it, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So you're pressuring her. You're saying, hey, you know, and women are like, damn, I got so many things to do. I have to fold clothes. I have to send out emails. I have to, you know, finish my uh, invitations. I have to get the kids to bed. And they'll put everything ahead of that. Sex only going to take 15 minutes, baby. But, you know, you got to work up and you'll have to do the um, you'll have to do the foreplay and the kissing and the touching and the down and that, the plucking, the clean up, the, the prep. And then they'll put it on the back burner. Now, some women will say, oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, honey. OK, OK, OK. She'll lie on her back. Then she'll get throttled for a little bit and she'll be like, oh, I'm glad I did this. This is how marriage is. For most people. <laughs> It's not that the woman's just like, I can't wait to satisfy my husband. It is not like that, unfortunately. She kind of does it for, for pity, for duty, to get through. Okay, I'm glad I did it. All right, you have to force me. You have to initiate. I didn't want to. Okay, I did it. All right, all right, all right. It's something else, man. It is something else. So she'll just be like, all right, I'll do it because yeah, he'll cheat on me. It's not because she wants to be like, I can't wait to be throttled. I can't wait for your orgasmic bliss. Nope. Or she'll do it to apologize. All right, I'll apologize. It's been three days. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry I pissed you off. All right, come on. I'm sorry I didn't cook dinner tonight. All right, let me give you some leg. <laughs> That's how they be working. He says, my ex didn't give a F. They do it for survival. Okay, you paid the rent. All right, the electricity's on. All right, come on. I'm telling you, man, if you like sex, don't get married. If you like intimacy and if you like, uh, what do they call it? Chris Rock called it, um, he called it, uh, uh, I can't remember what he called it. I can't remember what he called it. But uh, if you like sex, yes. Don't get married. But if you like to, what is the word for it anyway? It's a common word. It's just slipping my mind. Leon. Leon says, I understand the man's mindset. That man's mindset. He says, but my peacefulness comes from abiding in the Lord. He says, I in him and he in me. And I'm more calm, serene, happy, and eternally satisfied than anything imaginable. I call it the joy of spirit. Of the spirit. Shout out to you. Yeah, some people are there. Um, some people, I'm not there. Intercourse, that's what it's called. Yeah. If you like intercourse, shout out to Leon, by the way. Yes, I don't, you know, some people are there spiritually. Thank you. Uh, in intercourse. If you like intercourse, marriage is gonna be great for you. <laughs> but if you like sex, do not get married. <laughs> 
Don't move in together, nothing. And here's another secret for the women that are still here. For the women that are still here. This is, might not make sense. Shout out to Paul says, coach is cooking. Shout out to you. I'm going to give you all a secret if you move in with a woman. Do not be seen naked very often. This is for the ladies. Do not be seen naked very often. If you live with a man and or um, uh, you're married together and you're cohabitating, don't be seen naked often. That's going to desensitize him to your nakedness. Right? You want to make you want to make it good special to see you naked, like in the, in that way, because. If he's not horny and he sees you naked running around here with your saggy booty, uh, farting, you come out of the shitter, you just poop. Ooh-wee! Don't do stuff like this. You sitting around farting. You got a stanky butt. All right? You out there just changing in front of him. Don't do that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to desensitize him to your, your body, and it's going to make it, because he's going to be, be jacking off the porn. porn right? It's going to make him less aroused to your body you want to put on robes you want to make it special don't just come out of showers with your titty swinging right <laughs> but it's it's the truth you want but you you want to you don't you want to develop to a point where it's like here i am you want to present yourself and don't just take off your shirt and kick your kick your booty shorts off and jump in the bed all right let him peel the clothes off let him peel the clothes off. Let him go through it. He wants to be like a teenager. He wants to take your bra off. He wants to take your shirt off. If you just do that, he just going to suck on your nipple and then inject himself until you put the key in the ignition, push and shove, and it's going to be over if you just laying there naked. But if you want that shit to be a little bit more than that, keep your clothes on. Let him peel them off. All right, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But a lot of people don't do this and they wonder why their intimacy has gone left. If you walking around naked and you walking around with your tampon string swinging around and your titties swinging over here, yeah, at some point he ain't even aroused. He like, look at this. Uh, he can see the dimples in the booty. It's just like, eh. She look at cottage cheese thighs all curled up on your, you like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a turn. It's going to turn them off at some particular point. Make it special, yo. You gotta, you gotta, and then keep your body in in, in good good shape. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, he gonna see, he gonna see all of your curdled up fat, just just resting on your hip. He be like, damn, you getting a little plump. <laughs> and then clean up all them damn tampon, uh, uh, and all them maxi pads. Clean that shit up. Because when I go in the bathroom and I look in there, I'll be like, oh, this is disgusting. Ugh. Have some damn. It, it, they always want to blame the men for lack of intimacy and, and arousal. Ninja, I am a man. I'm a human being, right? I have. I think of sex like a teenager. If you just go jump in the bed, all right, and you ain't got in the shower in two days, and I smell the funk of 40,000 years, and you just jump in there with your soggy body, all right, and I didn't have this soggy-ass body for the last 5, 6, 12 years, what you think I'm going to do? Be ready to go? Hell no. Anyway. Just, <laughs> but 
But people don't think uh, he's just a regular old man. Here I am. Here I am all sloppy, naked, breath stinking. All right. Legs all prickly. Wrapped around me with them prickly ass legs. I'm like, what? what? Mm. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm trying to help y'all out. Trying to help y'all out, man. Make it special. Make it special for him to see your body. All right. You two ninjas. Same as y'all. She can't just claim when you put, put yourself in her body. All right, honey, here, here you go. You horny goat. Here, have some. You don't just throw no food at me. You don't just throw no food at me, woman. This rich ninja did. All right, you can't just, this is, this is pleasuring you. Ninja, you get more out of this than I'm getting out of it. Don't just throw no shit at me. You don't just throw some a lazy ass pussy at me. Oh, hell no. No. This is how you get thrown out. Here you go. I ain't going to make no effort. Jump in the shower. Get the stubble around from your mustache and the twitch your leg. Act like this is the main event. You excited. Come on. All right. And I'm not impressed by your lingerie draws either. Ninja. They look the same as the other ones. I'm going to take them off too. So don't go out there and spend a lot of money on lingerie draws. All right, anyway, she like, you don't like my long, my lingerie? I don't care about your lingerie draws. Ninja, they all the same to me. She's like, you don't like this? I don't care. Taking it off. Here we go. Anyway. <laughs> all right, anyway, yo, it's wild out here. I think I'm almost done with these super chats. Thank you for the contributions. We're going to be ready for the night. And uh, watch the replay. Hit the like button. I, I got a couple more. Let me see here. I think uh, Rob Sawyer says, I'm uh, sorry, I don't know, man, what says word to Allah. It's all true. 2013, I slept with five new women in one week, and I swear I felt empty inside. Told my cousin, I don't want to be a dog no more. Facts. You don't want to be no dog. You're like, all right, it's not going to be as much as you think, but I would always encourage guys to do it as safely as possible. Get it out your system. But it ain't going to be the end-all, be-all. And it ain't going to be as, you know, uh, 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 you, you can't get, you're not going to get a trophy. You're not going to get an award for doing it. Montreal Mandem says, thank you, CGA. Your value is extremely underrated. Bless you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Let's see. I think I got everybody, man. And do me a favor. Hit the like button on the way out for the best entertainment on YouTube. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hit us up on the evening show. And if not, we'll be ready for Friday. Ling Ling Thursday is gone. All right. Oh, sorry. Take out. Take out Thursday is gone. All right. We out. Peace. <laughs>